Louisville City FC is on the air. Harris heads it in. Flag stays down. And Lou City is in front in the opening five minutes. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Lancaster strikes for the third game running. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is playoff time for Louisville City FC, and tonight they head south to face a burgeoning rival, Memphis 901 FC, in a USL Championship Eastern Conference quarterfinal. This Louisville City season has not gone to expectation. The boys in purple suffered 12 losses in the regular campaign. That's the most in team history. They finished in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. That's the worst finish in the standings in team history. They scored the fewest goals, 41, that they've scored in any season outside of the pandemic-shortened 2020 campaign, and they conceded 44 goals. That's also the most in team history, and the first time that a Lou City team finished with a negative goal differential at minus three. In two meetings with Memphis this season, Louisville City did not register a victory. They tied down in Tennessee, but took a loss at Lynn Family Stadium, and throw in the fact that Memphis's home, AutoZone Park, is a makeshift baseball field, and the odds tonight of Louisville City pulling off the upset seemingly get steeper and steeper. But all that is to say that if Louisville City wins, and if Louisville City can make another deep run in these playoffs, fans will surely forget all of those negative statistics that I just listed to you. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield is alongside, and Spencer Brown is our producer here in the ESPN 680 and 105.7 studios. Casey, as I just said, this has been... Frankly, a disappointing Louisville City FC season. Based on the standards that this club has set in eight previous years, they've not lived up to them. However, if they can win tonight and put a couple of wins in the books over the next couple of weeks and make it back to a ninth consecutive Eastern Conference Final, I don't think any Louisville City fan would bat a single eye at those results. So the situation is simple for Louisville City. They can change the narrative surrounding their season right now if they can perform and get a victory. You almost have to think of it as your season starts over right now. What happened in the past is what puts you in this position here, but none of that matters anymore. It doesn't matter what you did at the beginning of the season. It doesn't matter what you did in your last game. What matters is what you do in the game tonight and how you perform tonight because that's going to be the deciding factor on whether your season ends now or whether it continues on. So they have to view it as yeah our season was not great but this is a whole new season right now we're in a whole new part of it we have to put that behind us and we have to start fresh start new and come out as a completely different team because if they show up the way that they did last weekend they will not win this game and the season will be over yeah last weekend a hugely deflating loss for louisville city it was at home against the tampa bay rowdies a victory in that game would have given Louisville City a home playoff game this weekend, but they conceded 30 seconds in, ultimately fell by a final score of 3-2. to two. Could have been worse than that as well, as Tampa Bay missed a penalty at one point in the first half. Uh, certainly a down note to end the regular year for Louisville City. Tonight's matchup with Memphis, this is uh, a matchup of teams that there's no love lost between them. Uh, that's clear. Memphis, a team that Louisville City... Uh, players have pointed to over the last season plus saying those guys talk a lot of trash they play with a chip on their shoulder it's always a physical battle when they take on Memphis and as I mentioned in the open throwing the fact that AutoZone Park is a makeshift baseball field it's a little bit smaller than typical uh, dimensions of a soccer field the grass over the infield dirt always makes for an uneven playing surface 
And that's part of the reason, all of those are part of the reason why when Amadou Dia, who sat in your chair last week as a guest analyst for the Tampa Bay game, I asked him about Memphis, and he said, look, when you go down to Memphis, it's not a soccer game, it's a fight. And that's what's going to happen tonight for Louisville City. They're going to have to come out with intensity, with desire, and be ready for a physical, brutal matchup with this Memphis team. Well, I feel like they haven't been super successful with that so far this season when matches don't go their way or it's different from the style of soccer that they like to play that throws them off of their game and kind of jumbles them up. But... I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to not have excuses. Danny Cruz has talked about in previous matches about all the excuses that he keeps hearing coming from the players, coming from the team. There's no excuses. There, there, There's no room for excuses when you make it to the playoffs. You either show up to play and perform or you don't. There's no reason behind it. So they're really going to have a lot to go up against in this matchup. But there is no excuse. They know how they play. They know what to expect. They know how to prepare. They've played on a baseball field before. They know they they are familiar with everything. So there is no excuse of, oh, well, they did this. They did no, no. You have to show up and play. Well, and what I would imagine part of the message from Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach tonight, is even if there are excuses, let's say you go out there and have a bad performance and, and use your excuses. It doesn't matter either because you're going home at the end of the day if they don't come out and get this victory regardless of of whether the game is a pretty soccer game or whether they're able to play their best soccer, Louisville City FC. A lot we can get into over these next 10 or 15 minutes or so prior to kickoff down in Memphis. We will next get into the lineup choices tonight for Danny Cruz because given the significance of this game, given that it's the playoff opener, given that it's... Do or die. It is win or go home. There are some interesting lineup choices made by Louisville City's head coach. We will dive all into that when we return. This is the Louisville City FC pregame show ahead of their Eastern Conference quarterfinal tonight in Tennessee against Memphis 901. And you're listening to it here on ESPN 680 and 1057. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Loose City, go purple. At BK where you have it your way. You rule. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Remember, fans, this season when Louisville City wins, you also win. They've partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty when the boys in purple are victorious. No purchase is necessary. The offer is valid the day following a Louisville City win. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. That win tonight would have to come against Memphis 901 FC in an Eastern Conference quarterfinal. It's the playoff opener for both teams, two teams that were very close to one another in the standings over the course of the regular season. Memphis finishing in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, sitting on 52 points. Louisville City in fifth on 50 points. They were even in terms of victories, 14 wins apiece. But it is a couple of ties that went Memphis's way, two, in fact, that separate them from Louisville City. One of those ties, if you want to think about it that way, came against Lou City in the first meeting of these two teams down in AutoZone Park earlier this year. That was a 1-1 game. Louisville City took the lead early on with Sean Tosh scoring from a corner kick, and Memphis was able to tie it and get a point at home. And then Memphis came to Lynn Family Stadium and was able to pull off a victory several weeks later. We talked about, uh, we mentioned that we're going to get into the lineup choices of Danny Cruz here. Typically, we wait just before kickoff to give you the starting lineups, but given what he has chosen to do in this game, it is worth conversation. He makes a number of changes from the team that started last time out in the loss to Tampa Bay, and they include Paolo Del Piccolo, the longtime captain of Louisville City FC, a player who has been in and out of the lineup, who has struggled with age and injuries and has maybe been a little bit off the pace at times over the course of these last couple of seasons. He is chosen in the starting lineup tonight along with Carlos Mogel Jr. and Tyler Gibson in the midfield. And that midfield three caught both of our our eyes, Casey, because that seemingly is a very defensive-minded midfield three. I mean, in earlier years, I used to call Paolo Del Piccolo a defensive midfielder. Carlos Moguel and Tyler Gibson have battled in for the same position, a battle for playing time between the two of them. So what do you make of this three-man midfield that Danny Cruz has chosen to go with tonight? It is defensive, and I mean, because typically you think about it, the only times we ever see Gibson and Moguel on the field is when we're trying to preserve a lead or we are trying to play out for a tie or Mogel's playing out as an outside back or something crazy like that. But And then Paulo Del Piccolo also adding him into the mix. While he does sit a little bit higher, I don't think of him necessarily as a number 10 or an attacking midfielder because I just don't see him being as creative and as dynamic as what you typically view an attacking midfielder. I feel he's more of a defensive attacking midfielder. 
So therefore, I feel like the midfield three is extremely defensive. I'm a little concerned because I'm wondering where the creativity is going to come for the midfield. That's been a massive issue. I feel like for Louisville City going forward is the creativity offensively. We have two things that we try every single game. And when those two things don't work, we don't really have anything else to go to. And so I'm just wondering where the creativity is going to go. Where's, where's it going to come from? Well, the, the creativity question doesn't just apply to the midfield. I think it applies to the whole team because when you look a little bit further back, the back four tonight, on the left side, we're going to see Wes Sharpie as the left fullback. He's typically been a center back this year. We've seen him at left fullback a couple of times. He's certainly capable of playing there, but he's not a guy like Oscar Jimenez, not a guy like Amadou Dia that's going to get into the final third and be able to put in quality crosses, quality service, get assists, create goal-scoring opportunities. Um, so not only is there no creativity in the midfield, there's a little less width coming out of the, the back four. And then when you go to the front three, there is one change there as well. It's Cameron Lancaster, who scored late on in uh, stoppage time of that 3-2 loss to Tampa Bay last week. A phenomenal goal. One of the moments where uh, you look at Cameron Lancaster and, and realize that it only takes one opportunity for him to put the ball in the back of the net. He scored from about 20 yards last week. What do you make of, of that change, bringing him into the starting lineup? Is it a matter of just Danny Cruz saying, well, he scored, Let's play the hot hand. I mean, it might be that. I think the only concern I really have is Lancaster is a player that he's either really great or he doesn't really contribute a lot offensively. And so it's just a matter of which Lancaster shows up. And then if he's having to drop back in the midfield to be the creative player to help get the ball going forward, that doesn't give them any height or any going forward. So there's no option going forward. It's going to be them relying on the wing players of Ombi and Tullefson there to be making those runs. But then you completely lose your width if they're having to cut inside. And so it's just... I, I I really am intrigued to see how this is going to play out, but I think it's going to be Louisville City is going to be sitting back defensively, sitting in their shape, and hoping for some sort of counterattack or hoping from something spectacular from Lancaster. You know what makes me curious as well, we talked about it in the first segment, that this is going to be a physical battle. It's going to be a, a, a battle of wills. Who wants it more? Maybe this is the, the group of 11 guys that Danny Cruz looked in the eye and said, okay, these guys are going to go out there and fight. Yeah. On, a, on a game where you need some fight, you need a team that's going to want to go out there and scrap and claw and do everything they can to win in less than ideal conditions. Perhaps that's the case uh, for this starting 11 as well. We'll get you the full details of both teams' starting lineups in just a few minutes' time right before kickoff. But when we come back, Casey's going to give you her keys to tonight's game. It's Louisville City at Memphis 901 in the playoff opener here in the 2023 USL Championship postseason. You're listening to our coverage on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. 
And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Just a couple of minutes to go before kickoff down in Memphis, Tennessee. Louisville City taking on Memphis 901 in the playoff opener. And Casey Whitfield has some keys for tonight's game. So tonight, Louisville City has to be creative offensively. We talked about this a little bit, but we have to be more creative when we get into the final third. I feel like sometimes when we... We run out of ideas. We, we are constantly trying the same thing over and over, even when it doesn't work. So we have to figure out ways to be more creative and dynamic offensively so we can score some goals. And then next, play with pace. I feel like sometimes when we try to slow the game down, that's when we make those silly mistakes, and that's when other teams make us pay. So we have to make sure that we're playing with pace so we can move the ball quickly around Memphis's back line and create gaps that we can exploit and get some scoring opportunities. And then finally, locked in defensively. Last game, we lost focus a couple of times, and Tampa Bay made us pay for it. We have to make sure that we are locked in and focused for the full 90 minutes, plus maybe some additional extra time because there could be overtime if it is tied. So, Because if we go down a goal or two, it could mean the end of our season. So we have to be locked in. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. It's Lou City against Memphis. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions from the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof 
to our Bold Barrel Reserve 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Breeze Airways. We've alluded to a number of the Louisville City starting players. Here are the full details of the lineup. It's rookie goalkeeper Oliver Zimla that starts the back four in front of him. Wes Sharpie at left back. Kyle Adams and Sean Tosh, the two center backs. And then Manny Perez, the right back in the midfield. Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain, joined by Carlos Mogel Jr. and Tyler Gibson. And then the front three for Lou City, it's Rasmus Tellefson on the left, Brian Ownby on the right, and Cameron Lancaster down the middle for head coach Danny Cruz. A couple of headlines in the Memphis 901 lineup, one of them in goal. Richard Sanchez starts for just the third time in USL play this season. Louisville native Trey Muse, the typical starting goalkeeper for this Memphis team, one of the best in the league. He is unavailable tonight. Didn't even make the game day 18. So there is an inexperienced goalkeeper between the pipes tonight for Memphis. The back four in front of him, Aiden McFadden, Graham Smith, Lucas Turchi, and Akeem Ward. In the midfield, it's Bruno Lapa, Leston Paul, the captain, and Aaron Malloy, who was one of the best playmakers in all of the USL Championship. Eight assists for him this season. But that belies his value for this team. He is indeed the playmaker for Memphis. And then the front three, it's Jeremy Kelly, Laurent Kisyadu, and Knight Pickering that will try and challenge Oliver Zimla in that Louisville City goal. The head coach for Memphis, Stephen Glass, formerly of the Atlanta United system, and our referee tonight, Elton Garcia, the man in the middle. Two teams out on the field, and play is underway at AutoZone Park on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee. It's Louisville City FC in white from head to toe, moving from left to right in the first half, and Memphis in all black with white numerals and letters, black shirts, shorts, and socks moving from right to left. And in the opening seconds of the game, at this point last week, Louisville City was conceding a goal. Now they concede a a cross into the box, and that one's into the back of the net. It's another early goal for a Louisville City opponent. Memphis in front, 30 seconds in, just a couple of ticks past the 30-second mark, and two straight weeks, the regular season finale and the playoff opener. It is a disastrous start for Louisville City. Didn't even see who got on the end of it. Might have been Knight Pickering that had the final touch for Memphis. It was a cross that came in from the near side. That's the Memphis left, just off of a throw-in. Akeem Ward put it in. And ultimately, it was knocked into the back of the net. Wes Sharpie was the defender there trying to clear it away for Louisville City, but he couldn't get anywhere near it. Bruno Lapo was the player that may have gotten the final touch. No matter how it happened, Memphis is in front inside the opening minutes. Incredible stuff and not the best, not the good kind of incredible for Louisville City FC. Not at all. I'm I'm shocked, honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, 
West Sharpie just completely lost track of Bruno Lapa. Lapa takes two steps off of Sharpie and then comes around his backside. So West Sharpie has no idea where he is. The ball took a weird bounce, which allowed Sharpie to miss it. And then Lapa just kind of ran through. And I, it looked like tel- uh, Zimla was a little off of his line, maybe a little out of position on his heels a little bit. I think he was thinking of coming out to get it, but then hesitated. I'm not really sure, but it was just all around a complete disaster defensively. Bruno Lapa, a 26-year-old who has played a number of years in the USL, four of them now as a professional. He's in his first year in Memphis after playing with Birmingham the last three years. That's his first goal of the playoffs, and if you count his regular season goals, his fifth of the year. And Louisville City has taken one on the chin for the second consecutive week. Last week, they were never able to get up off the mat. They scored a couple of goals and were able to cut it to one at the end to make it a 3-2 final score in favor of Tampa Bay. But they were never really in it. They conceded two goals in a space of two minutes in the first half, had a penalty that was missed by Tampa Bay that could have made it four before halftime. Let's see if Louisville City has a better response to giving up an opening goal inside the opening 30 seconds here today. It's Memphis back with the ball once again. We've reached the three-minute mark. There's not been much action since that opening 30 seconds. Memphis has the ball along their back line with Graham Smith, the right center back. He sends a long ball over the top, and it's too long for anyone to chase. Lapo was the player nearest it. Uh, for Memphis. He was covered by Wes Sharpie. It goes behind. It is going to be a Louisville City goal kick. But this Louisville City team, Casey, we've talked about it all year. Danny Cruz has talked about it all year. It's a team that has not had the mentality that he has wanted to see. A number of times they've gone on the road and had head-scratching losses. A couple of weeks ago to New Mexico United comes to mind. A 5 nothing at Sacramento early in the year comes to mind. Uh, this team has not had the fortitude that they've needed through many parts of this season. They're going to have to find something here today already down a goal. Well, that, but then they've also had those surprising performances where they've come out and completely battled, and we've seen that grit. We've seen that that will to win, and what comes to mind is you know the, the Loudon game where they completely fought back to win in that match, so they have it in them. It's just why are they not being consistent with it? Louisville trying to come forward. Palo Del Piccolo. Bounced over a couple of players that hit the ground and played a pass through the middle for Cameron Lancaster, but it was too fast for Lancaster to catch up to. Rolled all the way back to Richard Sanchez. And now the referee has pulled the ball back for a foul. As I was talking about Del Piccolo bouncing over a couple of would-be tacklers, they committed a foul evidently in the eyes of Elton Garcia, tonight's referee. So it is a fifth-third free kick for Lou City in the attacking half, about 8 or 10 yards past the midway line on the inside right. Four and a half minutes on the clock. Memphis already in front, one to nothing. Carlos Mogel Jr. and Del Piccolo stand over it. And here's an early set-piece opportunity, Casey. It's a great opportunity to get a ball into the box and see if you can claw your way back into this one, level it up, and really start this game over. Here it comes from Mogel. It's headed out at the top of the box by a Memphis defender. Ball will go all the way to the far sideline where it's cleaned up by Tyler Gibson. He plays it back to Zimla, the goalkeeper, who's about 10 yards out of his box. And Louisville City will retain possession with five minutes on the clock. It's Manny Perez on the near side, still in the defensive half. Swings it to the left side to Kyle Adams. Now forward in the middle is Tyler Gibson just to the left of the center circle. Drops it off with Adams playing as the left center back tonight 
Paired with Sean Tosh, who has it now at right center back. He touches the ball forward, plays it on the ground across midfield. Wide right is Manny Perez. Tried to thread a pass through outside of the box to Cameron Lancaster. Cut out by Memphis, and then ultimately the flag goes up against Lancaster for offside. And it's going to give Memphis a free kick and in that Louisville City break. The free kick will be just outside of the Memphis box to the left. And it's just too predictable going forward. You knew the minute that Perez got the ball, he was going to release Lancaster going forward. Lancaster could have drawn two defenders with this run and then opens up space for somebody else. But they just have to see if they can see beyond the most predictable option. And right now, it's just too predictable, too easy to defend for Memphis. Goalkeeper Richard Sanchez places the ball down for Memphis. And he will send this free kick long. It is 82 degrees down in Memphis, Tennessee today. A beautiful fall Saturday in Louisville. Also a beautiful fall Saturday in Memphis. Just a little bit warmer. But despite that beautiful weather, a pretty weak crowd has shown up for a playoff game. Disappointingly, I would say. Memphis, one of the worst attended teams in the league, averaging 3,300 fans. That's 20th out of the 24 teams in the USL Championship. And despite getting that home playoff game, Not many of them have shown up to see Memphis take on Louisville City tonight. But they're happy right now because their team is in front one to nothing. Memphis with the ball with six and a half minutes on the clock. They've got it along their back line. It's with Lucas Turchi right now. He clips the ball with his left foot over the top down the near sideline. Jeremy Kelly on the end of it near the corner flag. He turns and runs down the sideline backward, drops it off with Kisiedu. Kisiedu plays it all the way back to Turchi, just to the left of the center circle at the midway line. Turchi, another left-footed ball clipped over the top. Kiss you do on the end of it. Can't quite bring it down. Offside flag was up against him anyway, and I think a clear call there. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the Louisville box. Louisville City does well there to hold their back line and force Kissyadu to be offsides there. But again, another kind of shaky ball over the top. No one kind of tracking him through. They have to make sure they're communicating the runners. They're aware of where they are, so they don't allow Memphis another easy look on goal. Sean Tosh along diagonal off his right foot into the attacking half, looking down the left side for Brian Ombi. It's headed down to Cameron Lancaster. He plays it backward to Tyler Gibson. Gibson playing it through a crowd looking for Del Piccolo. Can't find it, and Aiden McFadden comes down with the ball for Memphis. They try and build out of the back. Louisville trying to press forward and keep the ball on this end of the field, and they're able to. It's a throw as the ball goes past the far sideline to Louisville City. Sharpie takes it into Ownby on that far sideline with his back to goal, a couple of defenders around him. It's out for another throw. Ownby takes it into Lancaster outside of the box on the left side. Tried to play it into the box to no one in particular. Del Piccolo is about five or eight yards away and it's cleared upfield by Memphis all the way into the Louisville half where Kyle Adams tracks it down. He'll play it back into the Louisville box to Zimla standing in the D of his penalty area. Plays it forward to Tosh, the right center back, and with a little bit of pressure in his face from Knight Pickering, he plays it across to Kyle Adams. Adams returns it to Tosh, still in the Louisville defensive half. Uh, just about everybody playing pretty well forward right now for Louisville City. Down Ball down the near sideline, looking for Manny Perez. He's beaten to it by Turchi, the defender for Memphis, and Turchi clears it aside for a Louisville City throw on the near side of the right in the attacking final third near the corner flag. Turchi does well there to clear it for a throw in right by that, that corner flag and not clear it out for a corner kick because it really locks Louisville City into this space and it's going to make them really, really difficult for them to create something. Throw comes in from Manny Perez. It's cleared back aside by Akeem Ward of Memphis. Another throw to Louisville. Perez into Del Piccolo, able to ward off a couple of challengers. Played back to Perez. His cross high into the air to the back post. Brought down by, I believe, Sharpie at that back post, but he's not able to control it. Taken off of his feet by Lapa. Lapa to McFadden, trying to play it back to Lapa, but the ball goes past. The far sideline. It's another Louisville City throw. They keep the pressure on here. Gibson, ball into the box. Decent one over the head of 
Rasmus Tellefson who went up for the header, and no foul called as Tellefson was battling with a couple of Memphis defenders, and the ball goes past the inline. It is going to be a Louisville, or I beg your pardon, a Memphis 901 goal kick. And I tell you what, Casey, what catches my eye with Memphis already in front? They scored nine minutes ago. We've got nine and a half minutes on the clock. Every time a Louisville City player picks up the ball in the attacking half, there are like two or three Memphis players around them. And part of that, I would say, is because of the lack of width on this field, this baseball field. It's going to be a little bit tight. It's going to be crowded every time a Louisville City player finds the ball. 100%. You're going to have to be really sharp in your possession. It's going to be more quick one-two touch passing, not a whole lot of dribbling, not a whole lot of... there's just a lot, not a lot of space. So you have to see if you can find space by spreading out as much as possible and playing those quick one-two passes so they don't allow Memphis to be able to step in and defend. Foul against Memphis here gives Louisville City a fifth-third free kick in their defensive half. Gibson places the ball down and swings it into the middle to Zimla. Zimla rolls it forward off of his foot to Kyle Adams. He crosses the midway line into the attacking half on the far sideline, but his pass down that far sideline is intercepted by Memphis, and here comes Memphis on the break. It's Aaron Malloy, their playmaker in the midfield, charging forward. He's got a runner to his right, plays it to him. It's Lapa, but the ball drifts toward the end line and outside of the box. Lapa recovers, though, tries to return it to Malloy, who is making a run toward the near post, but the pass is out of play past the end line. A good idea, just difficult execution there for Memphis, and it's a Louisville City goal kick, but... The situation was a Memphis break, and Louisville City a little bit lucky that that pass from Malloy took Lapa further wide than he wanted to be. You said it. They were lucky there. They're extremely fortunate because it was a 4v3 situation. If Malloy is a little bit sharper with his pass there, Lapa's going to be in on goal. And so Louisville City, again, just has to be sharper in their possession in the buildup. You can't be turning the ball over in dangerous positions. For what it's worth, Bruno Lapa does officially get credit for that opening goal. A little bit of a question from me about who touched it. But uh, Lapa clearly had the final touch in the eyes of the scorekeepers, and so he is credited with that goal, unassisted as of yet. Maybe that'll change over the fi- the coming minutes as the game continues on. We're in the 12th minute here. Louisville trailing one to nothing, but they've had plenty of the ball since conceding that goal. Memphis has taken up a defensive stance, and understandably, given where they play, these field conditions not conducive to a team that trails. And Louisville City has a lot of time to try and come back. A long diagonal from Tosh looking for Ownby from right to left. Ownby on the far side, near the end line, able to keep it in play. And then a challenge comes in from a Memphis player and a foul called against Brian Ownby for seemingly pulling that Memphis player down by the shoulder. It's going to be a Memphis free kick. That was Aiden McFadden doing the defending there for Memphis. It'll be Memphis free kick out of the box on the far side their right. And in those situations, if the attacking player lays any sort of hand on the defender and the defender goes down, even if it's just the slightest bit of contact, that is always called. And it's kind of frustrating as an attacking player because a lot of times you're just battling for the ball. It's a good 50-50 challenge. And the defender knows that if I go down, I'm going to get the call. And so that's typically what happens. And it's just frustrating. You can see Brian will be very frustrated there because I don't think there was a ton of contact in that situation. But really nicely done from McFadden to draw the contact and get the foul. Battle for possession near the center circle and Turchi is able to hook it out of play from the middle of the field all the way past the far sideline. It'll be a Louisville City throw in the attacking half 
for the boys in purple. It'll be Sharpie, the left back tonight, to take it. He throws it down the far sideline to Ownby, battling once again with McFadden. McFadden gets the loose ball. His clearance blocked by Ownby. It falls into the middle of the box. Turchy with it. Plays it forward to Kiss You Do. He plays it wide left to Akeem Ward. Ward looking to hit it long down the middle. Ball over the top. It's going to find Knight Pickering. Flag stays down for now, and Pickering cannot get his touch. Actually, that was Jeremy Kelly on the end of it. Couldn't get his touch right. A heavy touch off of his foot, trying to bring it down out of the air over his shoulder, and it ultimately bounces into the hands of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. Another fortunate escape there for Louisville City, though. If Kelly's able to clean that touch-up, all he has to do is take a touch, and he's one-on-one with, with Zimla. And so Louisville City fortunate that he missed the touch, and they were able to drop back and recover and not really have any dangerous play come from that. But they have to be cleaner in their possession. Right now, Memphis is able to turn them over, release out the opposite side, and then finding that long ball. It's been consistent every single time. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to ask you about that. It seems like every time Memphis gets the ball off of Louisville City, they're just picking up their heads, looking to hit it over the top. Yep. Um, and try and get in behind Louisville. It's worked a couple of times, just not able to generate uh, a real clear chance over the last 10 minutes or so. But they're already a goal to the good Memphis. Scored 30 seconds into the game. Louisville with the ball right now outside of the Memphis box. Del Piccolo surrounded by three defenders. Clips it down the near sideline for Manny Perez, who's surrounded by two defenders. And Perez, a heavy touch from him. It goes out of play. It'll be a Memphis throw on the near side, the left, in their defensive final third. And in that situation, I think that's something that Memphis is actually doing a lot better than Louisville is they're not trying to force the ball into one area of the field. They are able to kind of switch the point of attack and change the the ball where it is, and that's helping them not get under pressure so much. That's helping them not have a swarm of Louisville City players, and then Louisville City keeps forcing it down the same channel. Well, as you were saying that, Casey, Louisville nearly had a lifeline to try and get an opportunity. Cameron Lancaster looked like he was fouled outside of the box for the Memphis box, that is, and it would have been a clear shooting opportunity had the foul been called, but an offside flag goes up against Cameron Lancaster, and so the foul ultimately is not given. It's a free kick to Memphis instead. Sanchez, again playing for just the third time this year, the goalkeeper hits it long into the Louisville half, falls to Leston Paul, he plays it forward to Pickering, Pickering tracking backward, gives it up to Lapa, now Malloy, a ball over the top for McFadden, the right back, he's just outside of the Louisville box, couple of stepovers, McFadden drops it off to Malloy on the inside right, Malloy returns it to McFadden, wide right, Louisville back defensively pretty well right now to thwart any chance there for Memphis, though there was an opening, now along the back line for Memphis, Turchi is in the center circle, with his left foot, clips a ball from the middle to the far right side. McFadden brings it down. McFadden, ball into the box. It's deflected on its way through, headed out by Adams, and then cleared further out by Sharpie. His clearance down the middle where it finds Malloy for Memphis, and the attack can continue for the hosts. Turchie to kiss you do, middle of the field, 30 yards away to Pickering. Tried to backheel a return ball to kiss you do. It's intercepted by Louisville City. Long ball over the top for Lou City to Lancaster. He brings it down. He's got two defenders around him. One of them, Smith, collides with him. No foul called. Arms up in the air as Lancaster sits on his backside, but the referee did not give that foul. Good touch from Lancaster to bring it down, but he had two defenders near him. Not much he could really do. What would you think of that no call there, Casey? I think that there might have been a little bit of contact, but I also think that Lancaster is known around the referees as kind of going down easy, and so it's going to be harder for him to get calls. And this referee has officiated some of our previous matches, so he is well aware of the play. That, But I, I, I think it was just kind of incidental contact. I think both players going for the ball, I don't think it was anything 
vicious or should have been a foul. There is a foul just a moment ago that will give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick. Akeem Ward called for the foul. That's the left back for Memphis. That'll give a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in the defensive half. Zimla rolls it to toe. She's the, at the midway line on the near side line, chased by Pickering for Memphis. Back to Zimla. 17 minutes into this game. Memphis ahead, one to nothing over Louisville City. Louisville looking to avoid a first-round bow out of the playoffs for the first time in club history here in their ninth year. Long diagonal to the far sideline. Sharpie brings it down in the attacking final third. Backward it goes to Ownby on the far sideline. He's dribbling backward. Drops it off backward further to Adams. Adams, a ball forward on the ground to Sharpie. Looking to put in a right foot across. Here it comes to the back post looking for Tellefson. It's headed behind by Ward, the Memphis defender. And it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City from the near side, the right. That's a really good ball in by Wes Sharpie to find Tellefson on the back post, but nicely defended there by Akeem Ward to head that one away because if he misses that header whatsoever, Rasmus Tellefson is there on the back post for an easy tap and a really good ball. Now an excellent opportunity on this set piece to challenge Sanchez and see if they can put one on target. It's going to be Carlos Mogel to take it and out swinger off his right foot. Here it is, driven into the penalty spot, and Louisville City scores! They're back in it, and it's Lancaster! A first-time finish! Hit it on the bounce with his right foot into the bottom corner, swept it past Sanchez. The goalkeeper couldn't even react, and Louisville City has a goal back, and they tie, they've they tied the game. They conceded 30 seconds in. They score 18 minutes in, and it's 1-1, a nearly perfectly executed corner. And that's one that they drew up on the training pitch. It's a nice, low-driven ball to right in between the PK spot and the six-yard box, and that's where Lancaster is kind of making a, a delayed run in. The Memphis defender tries to step, but Lancaster does really well to beat him there and to strike through the ball, even with a defender coming out onto him. And Lancaster kind of shaken up a little bit because he did hit his leg, but a great finish there is perfect ball in from Mogel, but a really good finish there from Cameron Lancaster. That just shows what he is capable of in any minute of the game. And shows the response from this Louisville City team. Seventh goal of the season, if you count the regular season goals, for Lancaster and for Carlos Mogel Jr. It is the fourth assist of his season and the fourth assist of his career. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Well, they... Hit the self-destruct button 30 seconds in, but they've gotten themselves back in the game here, Louisville City. Let's see how that changes the way the play is happening out on the field. 19 and a half minutes gone, 1-1 our score. Louisville with the ball. Tosh, a long ball down the near sideline into the attacking end toward Manny Perez. Headed out of play by Ward, the left back for Memphis. It's going to be a Louisville throw on the near side, the right. Perez, the right back, will take it. They're in the final third here. Perez still standing with the ball over his head. Into Carlos Mogel. Back to Manny Perez. Perez, backward it goes to Tosh. Tosh, a ball high into the air to the far sideline looking to switch fields. Chasing it down is Sharpie. He's beaten to the ball by McFadden who clears it into the stands. It's going to be a Louisville throw on the far side. The left this time, still in the attacking final third. Sharpie will take this one. The left back tonight has played center back most of the year, but is deputizing tonight at left back. Amadouti is still not healthy. Ball into the box toward Tellefson. Is he able to turn? Drops it off to Mogel. Mogel's shot scuffed, and it's ultimately saved by Sanchez, diving to his right. But there is a little bit of that neat one-touch, two-touch stuff that Louisville City's going to need with all these Memphis defenders crowding around them. Just couldn't quite get clean contact on the shot, Mogel. 
No, and that was their best opportunity going forward, and I completely agree. It, it came because of the quick one-two touch passing. That's how they were able to get that opportunity. It's a it's a decent layoff there from Tellefson, and, and I think Mogel was in a really tough situation on that shot and did the best that he could, but much better from Louisville City going forward. Foul against Louisville City here as Memphis hit the ball long down the near sideline. Kiss You Do went down after a collision, and it's going to be a Memphis free kick. Just in front of Danny Cruz and that Louisville City bench, about 35 yards, 40 yards from goal, but about a yard or two in from that near sideline. So maybe an opportunity if Memphis wants to to lump a ball into the box. That's their M.O. They like to play physically. They just want to beat you in the air, beat you up as much as they can on the field. So let's see what they do. It's Aaron Malloy standing over it. Here it comes into the box toward the penalty spot. Header flicked on towards goal, but it's knocked down by Louisville City defender. And a loose ball will trickle all the way to the near side of the box where Oliver Zimla retrieves it with his feet. Didn't quite identify the Memphis player that was on the end of it, but he went to his knees to try and head that ball toward goal. But it was right into the chest of a Louisville City defender. Well, I think Memphis was trying to yell for a handball there, but I think the right decision from the referee to not give a handball in that situation because I don't think it was anywhere near it, but a decent ball in. I think Louisville City handled that very nicely, and I like how Zimla slowed the game down, allowed his players to push up the field before restarting play. Long ball from Louisville City, cleared up field by Akeem Ward, and an exchange uh, battle for possession between the two teams here. It's out of play off of the foot, I believe, of Leston Paul, the captain for Memphis. And now he's jawing face-to-face with Carlos Mogel. Both players jawing right back at each other. The referee has to come and break it apart, and ultimately uh, they are separated. No fouls, no whistles, nothing in terms of bookings. Now the referee is going to bring the two players together and try and solve this dispute, if you will. Leston Paul, a veteran, Carlos Mogel on the other end of his career as a youngster and academy player. But uh, clearly two teams and two players that really want this game in the playoffs, in the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. It is going to ultimately just be a free kick to Memphis here in a similar position after uh, that last situation. So it's going to be about 10 yards infield from the near sideline on the inside left. And Aaron Malloy once again will clip this into the box in the 23rd minute. Here it comes high into the air toward the far side of the box, headed out by Sharpie. Ownby chasing it to try and keep it in play on the far sideline, and he does. Brian Ownby head full of steam driving down that far sideline, and he's taken down by Leston Paul, the player that was just involved in the scuffle with Mogel, and that's our first booking of the night. A world of beer yellow card shown to the Memphis captain, Leston Paul, and it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City near midfield. Yeah, and that's just one of those professional fouls where he recognizes that Brian Ombi is on the break. He's making a run. He has support there, so he just comes in, and honestly, that could be a red card just seeing the replay of it. That was a pretty vicious tackle Coming in studs up pretty high on Ombi. I think Paul very fortunate that it is only a yellow card because that could definitely. I think if there's VAR, they're looking at that one for red. Ombi still down on the ground holding his face as Stuart Wright, the athletic trainer, comes on for Louisville City. Unfortunately, as you point out, Casey, there is no video review of any kind in the USL. Hopefully, that's something that may change in the future. Because he'd be out of the game. I'm almost positive. Less than Paul turned 33 back on March 11th, a native of Trinidad and Tobago, played professionally in his native country before coming to the United States five years ago. He's played in his entire U.S. career in Memphis with Memphis 901, played collegiately at USF, uh, and a 
Heavy foul there against Brian Obi, who's still down on the ground. Palo Del Piccolo, the Louisville City captain, is speaking to Elton Garcia, the referee, trying to plead his case that maybe that should be a red card. But certainly a difficult challenge for Ombi to take. He is starting to rise to his feet, and now he has gone back to his feet. So he appears to be okay after receiving some treatment and will stay in the game. He's not going to have to come out because a card was given on that play. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, just a yard short of the midway line on the far side, the left, about five yards away from that far sideline. We're in the 25th minute here. 1-1 is our score. Louisville trailed 30 seconds in for the second consecutive week, but they tied it in the 19th minute. Here comes that free kick. Hit down the far sideline. Ownby clips it toward the middle. Sent back to him by Memphis player. Ownby crosses it to the far, the far post. Tellefson there. He's trying to battle with Akeem Ward for possession. The ball goes past the inline, and it's going to be a goal kick to Memphis. Ward had the best of Rasmus Tellefson there. Really good defending there from Ward to shield off Tellefson there. Kind of a hopeful ball on the cross there. Nothing really Tellefson can do about it, but really good defending from Akeem Ward. Memphis trying to build out of the back here. 25 minutes in. Two shots either way. Both teams with a shot on target. That was the goal for each team. The possession battle favoring Louisville ever so slightly. 53% of the ball with Lou City. Lou City's had the game's lone corner kick. That's how they scored on a corner from Mogel to Cameron Lancaster. And the fouls, we've had eight of them so far, evenly split with four each way and just the one booking that happened a moment ago. Leston Paul showing a world of beer yellow card. Ball out of play here as Louisville tried to clear it forward. It's going to be, I believe, a throw to Memphis on the near sideline in the Louisville half. It is. They throw it backward to Aaron Malloy in the defensive half. Paul to kiss you do. He's surrounded by three white jerseys, but gets the pass off to Ward. Ward, the left back, trying to play it forward toward Knight Pickering, cut out by Tosh. Perez gives it up to a teammate for Louisville City who clips it over the top. Might have been Tyler Gibson, but Lancaster not chasing the ball on that ball over the top. It'll roll all the way into the feet of Richard Sanchez, the Memphis goalkeeper, and Memphis will build out of the back once again here. They have it with Malloy, the midfielder. He's between the center backs. Gives up to Graham Smith, the right back. Now Aaron Aiden rather McFadden on the far sideline. He plays it forward to Jeremy Kelly near midfield on the far side, the right. Bruno Lapa now with it on the midway line. He's surrounded by two white jerseys. West Sharpie and Ownby. Sharpie comes out of the crowd with the ball. Knocked off of his feet, but Ombi picks it up, a loose ball, and he's running forward into space. Ombi outside of the box, into the middle to Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo will have a shot. It's blocked by Malloy and cleared out of the box by Lapa for Memphis. Brought down by Sharpie. The attack's still on for Louisville City. Ownby on the far sideline. He tried to play it back to the midway line to Kyle Adams, the center back, and just a poor pass from Ownby on the ground. It rolls past the far sideline. It's going to be a Memphis throw. Ombi has had a few opportunities where he's been able to pick up the ball with some space in front of him. There he does well to find Del Piccolo, but Del Piccolo had a bunch of defenders around him and one isn't able to get a clean look, but Louisville City looking like they're able to establish their pressure. Oh, here's a turnover. Louisville City, Cameron Lancaster coming on to it, but he can't really control it. It's a loose ball. Del Piccolo sliding in, trying to return it to Lancaster, and it's cleared away by Memphis. There was a clear opportunity there. If Lancaster had just gotten his feet about him, he uh, took the ball away from a Memphis player along the back line, but couldn't do anything with it. Now Memphis coming forward. They've got it middle of the field with Pickering. It's knocked away from him. Kishidu picks it up. He's charging one on four, trying to get through two defenders. Tosh, shoulder to shoulder. It's uh, all the way through to the goalkeeper, Zimla. Kishidu really trying to be aggressive there and take on the entire Louisville City back line. Yeah, I don't know why he was doing that. That was really a stupid decision there from Kishidu, especially when you're going against 
four really talented defenders. Why not try to pull it back and see if your team can keep possession going forward? But it seems that Memphis isn't looking to try to play a creative style of soccer. They're looking to work it side to side, find their opportunity to play the ball over top, and then looking to use their speed and just force to break through the back line. They're not looking to play creative one-two touch passing inside the final third. Louisville City had a long ball in the air from Adams, knocked down by Memphis. But then Memphis can't do anything with it. A great tackle from Mogel. Here he comes toward the top of the box. Through to Ownby. It's knocked behind by a Memphis defender, Paul. And it's going to be an offside flag, I think, must have gone up against Louisville City's Ownby. So it's going to be a free kick to Memphis here in their box as Sanchez, the goalkeeper, retrieves one of those loose balls behind the goal and places it down. I don't know why that would be offsides there because Ombi really didn't make a play on the ball. The defender cleared it away, so I think it should have been Louisville City ball in that instance, but maybe the referee saw something else. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what the call is, Casey. I I didn't see the flag. I I don't know because unless they're saying it deflected off of the Louisville City player for a goal kick, I'm not sure, but I'm really confused by that call. In any event, it's Memphis possession. 20, 29 and a half minutes gone in this game. 1-1 is our score. Long diagonal for Memphis looking for Lapa at the top of the Louisville box, headed away by Sharpie. Falls to Ownby. He's shoved down from behind by Jeremy Kelly, and that's going to be a foul against Kelly and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Nearly 30 minutes gone in this game, Casey. It's been very eventful. Louisville conceded 30 seconds in. They scored in the 19th minute to tie the game. Felt like in the opening minutes that maybe Louisville wasn't going to have that fight that they needed when they conceded so early, but they are able to fight back. So with an hour of play left, 15 minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time, and then 45 minutes in the second half, how do you see this going right now? What's your feeling on the way momentum is is right now in this game? I feel like the better soccer is being played by Louisville City, and therefore they've been able to create a few more opportunities going forward. But I, I don't. Memphis isn't trying to play nice soccer. They aren't trying to play that whatsoever. They're just looking to kind of disrupt things and then catch Louisville City on the counterattack. And with the way the back line and the inconsistencies of the focus of Louisville City so far this season, I don't know if that if the way Memphis is playing does not favor the way that they're playing. And so it could allow Memphis to be able to escape with this one off a late goal kind of in the in those in those moments where Louisville City is trying to push forward and they aren't focusing on their defense that's when Memphis is going to be able to uh, get that lit that late kind of go-ahead goal so Louisville City has to see if they can get the go-ahead goal if they're able to get the go-ahead goal I have a feeling they'll be able to hold on to the win the throw to Louisville in the final third on the far side of the left Sharpie to Del Piccolo he chests it back to Sharpie it's picked up by Lancaster knocked off of his toes picked back up by Louisville City cross in by Del Piccolo. It's cleared behind by Memphis. It's going to be a Vi Fi corner for Lou City from the far side, the left this time. The corner they scored on in the 19th minute was the near side, but it's going to be the same player who assisted the corner, Carlos Mogel, to take it. This time it'll be an in swinger off of his right foot. Well, and this is the side where he typically has most of his assists, so I'm interested to see what play they run because clearly on the other side, they worked out that play. They practiced on the training pitch, so interesting to see what they do here. Here comes the Vi-Fi corner from Mogel. In the air, into the six-yard box, punched up high into the air by the goalkeeper Sanchez. Out of the box where Gibson heads it up high into the air. Not a particularly good header from Gibson and Memphis trying to break. They play it through toward Leston Paul, but Gibson able to recover and clear it out for a Memphis throw. And had he not been able to clear there, Memphis would have had I think a three-on-two break. So ultimately, Tyler Gibson able to clean up his own mess. 
Yeah, it was not a good header. He got underneath it and hit it straight up into the air instead of redirecting it out wide to Carlos Mokel, which is what he initially wanted to do. Just really got the timing of the header all wrong. Memphis possession along their back line. They have it with, with, with McFadden, the right back. Now Smith, the right center back, to Turchi, the left center back. He's got 20 yards of space. Lancaster, the nearest Louisville player, is standing in the center circle. Now Smith, the right center back, to McFadden, the right back. Ownby comes up with a little pressure, but McFadden gets the pass off to Turchi. On the inside left in the Memphis defensive half here. Finally, Mogel comes forward with a little pressure, and Turchi turns it over. Right into the feet of Ownby to Del Piccolo, trying to play it through to Lancaster. Too much on it for Lancaster to bring it down. Cleared away by Memphis. Loose ball on the near sideline. Battle from Perez and Kishidu. Kishidu gets the ball off of Manny, but then ultimately called, I believe, for a handball. So it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City on the near sideline. The ball just sort of popped up after that challenge and ricocheted off the hand of Kishidu. Yeah, and you can see Danny Cruz going crazy on the sideline, trying to get that handball called. It's a nice slide tackle from Manny Perez, and the ball just bounced up. And yes, it does hit his hand, and because it also hits his hand and it pushes it into the path of where he wants to go, it is always going to be a handball. Fifth third free kick sent long by Louisville. It's headed out by Akeem Ward for Louisville throw on the near sideline, and it's attacking final third. Perez into Tellefson, back to Perez on the near side. Gets past the defender, puts in a decent cross, just past Lancaster, fell to the feet of Ownby. He couldn't get a shot away. Now Lapa clears it away for Memphis. That was a terrific cross for Manny Perez. Just needed either Lancaster to be an inch taller or Ownby to be a little bit quicker reacting because it fell right to his feet. He could have had an opportunity to score. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a better service there from Perez. Uh, And I think the ball, I think it was intended to go more towards Brian Ombi, but Ombi just got it stuck underneath his feet and there was nothing he could do about it in that instance. I think he was anticipating Lancaster getting the ball and then when Lancaster missed it, it just kind of felt him and he didn't know what to do. So you always have to kind of anticipate that the player is going to miss the ball so you're prepared. Ten and a half minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time in this 1-1 playoff game. Foul against Kyle Adams of Louisville City after he turned it over. He went uh, and fouled the player that took the ball from him, Bruno Lapa. So it's going to be a free kick to Memphis just to the right of the center circle in the Louisville City defensive half. Aaron Malloy will take this free kick for Memphis. Again, with eight assists this year, Malloy, one of the best playmakers in all of the USL, leads the league in completed passes, Aaron Malloy does. It's out for a Memphis throw on the near sideline. Just in front of the Louisville City bench, Ward, the left back, takes it into Kiss You Do under some pressure. He swings it into the middle to Molloy in the center circle, dribbling to the right side of it, gives it up to Smith. Back to Molloy. He's along the back line. Now Turchi under some pressure and an awkward touch from Turchi, but he's able to get the ball back. Then he gives it away, but Rasmus Tellison unable to do anything with it. He just sort of hit it forward and... Turchi was able to retrieve it just outside of the Memphis box. So Memphis has possession once again. 35 and a half minutes on the clock. It's Smith with it, the right center back. Across the field to Turchi, the left center back. About eight yards out of the Memphis box here. Malloy returns it to Turchi. Louisville City sitting back right now. They're not pressing forward when the Memphis back line has it. Louisville's comfortable. But then when they give it up the back line, Louisville then takes their opportunity to press. It's McFadden under some pressure from Ownby. Back to Smith. Lancaster chasing the ball. It goes to Sanchez, the goalkeeper, and Lancaster pulls up. Now Turchi. He hits it long down the near sideline in a decent effort. Pickering's chasing it. He's going to get onto it. Does the flag stay down? It does. Pickering across into the six-yard box. Not cleared. It was cleared awkwardly by 
Sharpie brought down by Lapa. Out of the box it comes to Paul. He has a hit from 20 yards, and it's always rising over the bar into the seats behind Oliver Zimla's goal. Leston Paul had a decent chance there, but just couldn't keep his shot low, and it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. But once again there, Casey Memphis with a long ball down the sideline that gave them the opportunity completely sums up the way that Memphis is playing, just working the ball across the back, waiting for the forwards to kind of make their runs, and the minute that they see they're making their runs, they're playing that long ball, getting in behind, and then just kind of going at you, guns a-blazing as fast as they can inside that final third, not trying to be super creative, just looking to get a shot on target. Again, they're not looking to play creative soccer. They're looking to play over top and catch Louisville City off defensively. Nearly in the 38th minute now with seven minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half. And to that point, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's one of those games where even if Louisville City feels like they're in control the way the game's being played, all it takes is one moment where they turn off or one moment where Memphis gets that ball over the top exactly right, and they can score. Um, So there's really... There's no taking your eye off this game right now if you're a Louisville City fan. I'm sure watching nervously with chewed fingernails in these playoffs... Uh, but Memphis, that's by design. I mean, they're they're really never out of it because all they need is one ball to fall kindly to a an attacking player, and they can have an opportunity to score like they did just a moment ago. It's with Louisville City now on the far side, the left with Sharpies in the attacking half. He goes back to Adams, the left center back, in the defensive half. He swings it into the middle to Zimla, playing out of the box right now between the center backs. He returns it to Adams, about 10 yards shy of the midway line. He's looking to hit a long diagonal in the air off his left foot, high into the air, looking for Manny Perez, headed down by Kishidu. Perez able to recover and get a piece of the ball. He's battling with Kishidu. He comes up with it, Perez, but then falls to the ground, couldn't quite get the pass off. Turchi clears it high into the air for Memphis. It's still in their defensive half. Kishidu brings it down, back to Akeem Ward, dribbling around Tellefson, who's pressing for Louisville City, and it's a giveaway. Mogel steps in to intercept the ball. Louisville with it now as a Louisville City player goes down on the ground wanting a foul. It's Manny Perez, no foul given. Louisville gives the ball back to Memphis. It's hit long from Memphis. And now finally the referee does blow his whistle, I think, for maybe an offside flag or a foul against the center forward, Knight Pickering. And it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville in the defensive half just to the right of the center circle. They take it quickly into Gibson. Now, Adams along the back line. Tosh being chased by Kishidu. Tosh plays it back to Zimla, standing just a yard past the D of his box with six minutes and change to go in the first half, plus stoppage time. Zimla touches it to Tosh. He's picked up his head, looking to hit it long toward Ownby on the far side, headed away by McFadden just outside of the Memphis box. Cleared up field by Lapa for Memphis. Adams wins the header for Louisville. Brought down over the shoulder of Malloy. He's battling with Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo goes down, no foul. A loose ball picked up by McFadden. Just the ball ping-ponging back and forth either end of the field here. McFadden drops it off back to Smith. Being chased by Lancaster all the way back to the goalkeeper Sanchez for Memphis. Just outside of the six-yard box. Returns it to Smith to the right of the box. He hits a long ball down the inside right channel. Headed away from Pickering by Adams. Picked up by Sharpie. Forward to Ownby. Now to the left of the center circle, it's Gibson. Wide left it goes to Sharpie. Sharpie and Louisville settling it down here a little bit. Adams dribbling around a challenge from Kelly. He clips a ball in the air down the far sideline looking for Lancaster. Lancaster not chasing it full steam. Now he does pick up his pace trying to take it away from McFadden. McFadden goes to the ground. Lancaster goes to the ground. It's a foul against Louisville City's Cameron Lancaster. It'll be a free kick here to Memphis. I think the right call there, but Lancaster trying his best to swing the referee's opinion the other direction. He's down on the ground holding his face. Yeah, and I think there he's calling the first foul. So Lancaster does 
kind of pull McFadden back and both players going at it. But <laughs> McFadden got a nice little uh, kick there yeah. on um, got a piece of Lancaster he, where he doesn't want to get no one wants to where, get where, where he doesn't want to yeah. get kicked. But uh, he's back to his feet and remains in the game. But I think you're right. Actually, he's not back to his feet. I assumed he was based on what we were seeing, but he's still down on the ground, and uh, he's holding that tender area. So I would imagine he'll need a, need a moment. Yeah, he'll, yeah, need, he'll need, need a moment need here. A but I think you were right. The There probably was a foul there against Lancaster, but the referee called the first foul, which was against Lancaster when he came in to try and take the ball off of Aiden McFadden. Yeah, it's, it was definitely the first foul because Lancaster kind of tackles him from behind. But I do think that the ref needs to do something because that's – I mean, he completely kicked him. Like, that is not allowed. Well, he extended I, I gonna, his foot up. I was going to disagree with you. I think they're just kind of tussling there, and he's he's tumbling over McFadden. I mean, literally you know, I, heads I, head over feet. I don't know. It, it seemed like it was just an awkward thing. You think it was? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I definitely think there was. I mean, yeah, he's tackling him like that, but you're not going to – when you do a back head roll, you don't kick your feet up that high. That's a good point. Especially knowing that the player is right there. You you, you just typically don't do that. It, it, there was some intention and thought behind it. Well, Lancaster so. now is back to his feet officially. He does have to come off the field for the moment. Uh, a long moment of recovery there, but he's now going to be okay. It's going to be Richard Sanchez, the goalkeeper, again playing in place of the regular Trey Muse, a Louisville native, uh, who is not even available in the 18 tonight. Sanchez hits the ball long into the Louisville half where it bounces a couple of times and is cleared away by Sharpie. His clearance goes to the right of the center circle where Smith picks it up for Memphis. Over to Ward, the left back. Forward to Kiss you do, the left winger. Returns it to Ward. He's defended closely by Tellefson, able to turn around and play it backward to Turchi, the left center back. And Lucas Turchi, for the umpteenth time in this first half, hits the ball long with his left foot, looking for Knight Pickering at the top of the Louisville box. He may have gotten a piece of it in the air, but it's ultimately not threatening Zimla off of his line. Collects it after one bounce, and he will let it drop to his feet. And Louisville will now build out of the back. Just under three minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time. If you're just joining us, Memphis scored 30 seconds into this playoff game down in Tennessee, but Louisville was able to answer from a corner kick routine, swept in by Cameron Lancaster in the 19th minute to make it 1-1. Zimla hits the ball long to the Memphis box, where it's brought down by Smith. He hits it long, returning it to the Louisville half, where it's brought down by Adams, the center back for Lou City. Plays it to Tosh, all the way back to Zimla, being chased by Kiss You Do. He hits it long into the Memphis half. Up in the air for it is Smith, and Smith called for, or uh, beg your pardon, Sean Tosh. Who is that? That's Cameron Lancaster, who that is. It's called for a foul for undercutting Smith, and it's going to be a Memphis free kick to the right of the center circle in the Memphis defensive half. And this is how games typically go down in Memphis, right? It's a narrow field. It is a shorter field in terms of length as well. And Memphis is a team that likes to just hit it long. So often you get these sort of tennis matches where the game, the ball is just going from one end to the other, back and forth, back and forth. doesn't make for the prettiest soccer. Uh, but with everything on the line right now, it's a lot of tension in this game. What I think the other issue is for Louisville City is they're playing their offense where they're going to have their most technical side of things in the infield of the baseball field. And so that's making it really difficult for them to get their footing right, to get their passes right, to get their touches right. So you got to imagine as they attack the outfield in the second half, the possession factor is going to clean up for Louisville City in the offensive part of the field. But interestingly, though, Casey, in two games this year at AutoZone Park, Louisville City has scored on this end of the field 
field, both from corner kicks, oddly enough, which makes sense, I suppose, given uh, the lack of quality surface on that end of the field. Long ball from Louisville City is headed back by Smith. It'll bounce three times in the box and stop at the feet of Sanchez, the Memphis goalkeeper. And these two teams look a little bit gassed right now, I have to say. The game is at a walking pace, and every time somebody gets the ball, they try and just heave it long. We've got under a minute to go. In regular time in the first half. Stoppage time yet to come. Ball still at the feet of Sanchez. Nobody pressing him, so he just stood there for about 10 or 15 seconds. Finally got a pass off to Turchi. Now Ward near midfield. The left back returns it to Turchi, the left center back. Now Smith for Memphis, the right center back. Wide right it goes to McFadden for Memphis. Now Malloy on the inside right, and he gives it away. Pass up to Lancaster, but he can't bring it down. It was a ball on the ground, hit with pace to Lancaster. He had his back to goal, may have been looking where he was going to play the pass before collecting the ball, and it rolls under his foot and all the way past the end line for a Memphis goal kick as we are moving into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of three minutes to this first half in a 1-1 game. And I think Lancaster there, you could see immediately putting his hands to his head. He knew how big that moment was and how he only had one defender on him. If he's able to control that, he's either going to be able to turn the defender there or be able to combine with Brian Omi to get him open and create more opportunities. It comes down again to the sharpness in the final third for Louisville City. It just hasn't been there. And I know that they're playing in the rougher part of the field, so the touch is a little bit off. But they're going to have to clean that up in the second half if they want to go ahead. The only thing I will say, not to disagree with you, I think you're absolutely right, but they were very sharp on the one time they needed to be on that when goal. They needed to be, yes. Um, but certainly I would imagine Danny Cruz would like a little bit more sharpness, a little more uh, clinical finishing, clinical touches in the penalty area offensively for Louisville City. A minute of the three is gone, and it's out for a Louisville. Beg your pardon, it's not out. It's just going to be a foul against Memphis, so it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in their defensive end just to the left of the box. It'll be Zimla, the goalkeeper, to take it. And he swings his right foot through it, hits it long down that far sideline where it's headed up in the air by Smith. And it's out of play for a Louisville City throw past the far sideline in the Memphis half. Maybe an opportunity for Louisville City to try and figure something out, try and do something late on, and maybe steal the lead heading into the locker room break. It's a throw on the far side. Sharpie will take it. He's got the ball over his head now, looking for an option. Thought about going backward to Adams. Instead, he'll turn and throw it forward down that far sideline looking for Ownby. Lancaster there as well. Lancaster picks up the ball. And what's the call here? It's going to be a corner or a throw to Louisville City. You're right, Casey. was cleared off the toes of Lancaster. And it's going to be a throw to Louisville City on the far side the left in the attacking final third, just outside of the box. And Louisville going to go with a long throw here with a minute to go in the first half. Sharpie in the air. Into the penalty area, cleared, away, uh, cleared out by McFadden. It'll fall to Tosh. He'll have a swing from about 40 yards on the bounce. Hit it with his right. Didn't hit it particularly well. Ultimately not threatening whatsoever to Richard Sanchez, the Memphis goalkeeper, and it's a goal kick. Yeah, that's a really difficult shot there. I'm not sure why Sean Tosh was trying to be so ambitious there. I would have liked to have seen him maybe try to take a touch and see if they can work it for a second cross or something like that because that's a very, very difficult shot to make, especially coming from a center back. You just wonder maybe if he was just trying to hit it back into the crowd and then didn't hit it the way he wanted yeah. to because it looked like a shot coming off of his foot. Here comes Memphis after they hit it long. It was Kelly. Jeremy Kelly had the ball in a crowd, skipped off of his feet, 
after it was deflected by a Louisville City player and it has to be cleared aside by Manny Perez for a Memphis throw on the near side, the left. Maybe Memphis, likewise, will try and just chuck it into the box. They've got seconds to work with. They don't. It's Ward trying to send it in to Kishidu, who is posting up against Manny Perez. Here's a foul against Memphis, and that will end the first half. The referee blowing his whistle as the two teams march to the locker room. Certainly wasn't the prettiest game of soccer, but that's what we expected. What it was was eventful and potentially significant. Louisville City trailed 30 seconds in. They tied it in the 19th minute on a perfectly worked corner kick. Mogel supplying it to Cameron Lancaster, who swept it in with his right foot. And so we go to halftime deadlocked at one goal apiece between Louisville City and Memphis 901 down at AutoZone Park in Memphis, Tennessee in this Eastern Conference quarterfinal. The halftime report comes your way next. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This Halftime Report brought to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop that's the breezeway. Louisville City came from behind to tie the first half. It is 1-1 as the two teams head to the locker room in this game that has looked more like a fight than a soccer game. Those were the words of Amadou Dia on our broadcast, our air last week. He said, when you go to Memphis, it's more like a fight than a soccer game. And that has certainly been the case in the first half, Casey. I think... Look, Memphis, that's their game plan. They play on a small field. They're just going to kick it long almost every time they have the chance. 
And if you're Louisville City, you have to be, one, awake defensively for one of those long balls. You don't want to get burned. And then, two, you have to be ready for a physical challenge because when those balls are hit in the air, hit over the top, it's about beating your man. It's about winning that one-on-one battle. And uh, so far, they've done enough to be in the game, Louisville City. I mean, that first goal, 30 seconds in, I, what, what do you make of that? And then, But then the fight back was, was pretty good, and the goal for Louisville City was excellent, really well taken on the corner. Yeah, I think the first goal is just not being locked in there from the beginning, losing your mark, just kind of starting game jitters, maybe being in the playoffs. Um, I don't think Memphis has really had a chance since then where I've been like, yeah, they definitely deserve to be in this match. Um, I I think it was a half chance that they took advantage of and made the most of it. I do think Louisville City responded really well. And on the set piece, I think that was beautifully worked with it being a – narrower field they definitely had to go and work on different set pieces because the ball to the back post or they like to head it across their typical plays aren't going to be as effective or it's going to take a really special type of service to be able to make it effective and so by coming up with these special set pieces clearly it worked it was a great finish from Lancaster but other than that too there hasn't really been a chance for Louisville City where I've been like, yes, they deserve to be ahead in this game. I think both teams have done enough to be in the match. Now it's which team is going to step up and do the spectacular to win the match. They're in it right now, but who wants to win it? Well, I think you just verbalized almost perfectly what the stat sheet shows from the first half where both teams just did enough to kind of be in the game. There were not a ton of chances. Ultimately, seven shots in total. Three for Memphis, four for Louisville City, each team with only one shot on target. Those were the goals that were scored by the two sides. The possession battle, very, very close. Louisville City had an edge about halfway through the first half, but at halftime, it is in favor of Memphis. 52% possession with Memphis 901. In terms of corner kicks, two of them, both to Louisville City. One of them resulted in that Cameron Lancaster goal, and the foul total. 14 in the first half, 8 called against Memphis. I would imagine as the clock ticks forward, if this game stays even at one apiece, we've already seen tempers flare one time between Paul and Mogell, Paul of Memphis, Mogell of Louisville. I would imagine that foul count might just keep on creeping upward. Um, and that's something that Elton Garcia, the referee, will have to manage tonight. He's had to show two yellow cards so far to Leston Paul and to Oliver Zimla ultimately was shown a yellow card uh, in the first half. I didn't catch that when it happened, Casey, but on the stat sheet, that's what it's showing. Both of those yellow cards brought to you by World of Beer. So those bookings will have to be something that uh, both teams will have to manage through the second half, again, as tempers will flare, I would imagine, in this game. Uh, in other scores around the USL, the one we have our eye on, Pittsburgh and Detroit, they're in the 20th minute. That is 0-0. The winner of our game, Louisville City and Memphis, will face the winner of that game. And if Detroit can pull off the upset over the regular season champion and number one seed Pittsburgh and Louisville were to win, they could host next week. So that's kind of the optimistic view if you're a Louisville City fan. You want Louisville to come through, and you want Detroit to try and pull off that upset up in Pennsylvania. Um, what do you think needs to change? Is there anything that needs to change for Louisville City? they got some weapons on the bench with Martin Powells, uh, with Wilson Harris available as well. Um, what, what do you think Danny Cruz is thinking about in the second half in terms of substitutions? Is it a matter of just, look, go out there and, 
and keep on fighting because you never know when a chance is going to fall your way, or is there something tactically he can do to try and change the way this game is going? Well, I don't think I would make any substitutions straight off the bat because I would want to allow the players on the field to be able to see what they do offensively in the better half of the field. I think part of it is just coming down to who wants it more, how bad do you want this, and are you willing to do whatever it takes to get this to win the fight? But then when they do have the ball, I think it needs to be more one-two touch passes. They need to create more passing angles to move the ball quicker to break down Memphis. That's not going to allow Memphis to get set in their shape. It's not going to allow Memphis then to press you with two, three, four players if you're playing quickly, if you're moving the ball side to side. It's going to create gaps. It's going to open up opportunities, and that's how they're going to be able to get goals. I do think we will see if the score stays this way, we will see more attacking players coming on. Uh, to try to get that go-ahead goal. If for some reason Louisville City is able to go ahead, uh, I think we see a few more defensive subs to kind of solidify this and lock in that back, maybe put a back five, slide with Sharpie in, put Mogel out as an outside uh, back and play a five-back kind of system. But I think right now you have to kind of see how it goes and allow the team a chance to see if they can be a little more creative on the better half of the field. Let's take a timeout. When we come back on this Breeze Airways Halftime Report, we'll talk about racing Louisville. Their season is over, but many of their players are being called up for international duty, which is always good to see. We'll chat about that when we come back. Again, the score at the half, Louisville City 1, Memphis 1, in this playoff opener. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wing. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include wing Wednesdays, trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app.
Welcome back to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Louisville City 1, Memphis 1 is our score in this USL Championship Eastern Conference quarterfinal. Racing Louisville not in action this weekend, unfortunately, because last weekend's games did not go their way. They lost to San Diego, and really a lot of other results across the NWSL didn't go their way either. And so they are at home on this playoff weekend across both the USL and the NWSL, but their international players are not going to be home for long because many of them are heading out to join their respective national teams, including Savannah DeMello, who's been called back up to Team USA for her third call-up this year, including the World Cup several months back. Um, always great to see Casey Whitfield, the international talent that is on display with this racing Louisville team, despite the disappointment of them not making the playoffs. Something positive to talk about from a racing perspective. Oh, I think it's so cool. to Each time I open up social media and I see another post of another player getting called up to represent her country, and I just think it is absolutely amazing, and it shows the, the talent, the depth that is a part of racing Louisville. And, I mean, I mean to have the, the talent that we have and the players that we have and the season to go the way that it did, I, I think we did end on a positive, even though it might not have been the result that we wanted. This season really felt like they have improved significantly and that there is so much to come for this team. And also, um, tomorrow is Racing's birthday. Um, October oh, is it? October 22nd. How about that? Uh, I didn't realize that. is when it was founded. So it is Racing's birthday. Kind of fun. That is very cool. Yeah. Happy birthday, Racing. Uh, an early birthday to Racing Louisville. Uh, season tickets are on sale next year for Racing. And from what I hear from uh, our people within the organization, they're going pretty well. So the crowds are uh, continuing to come out to support Racing Louisville. And if you want to get a part of it, head to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. Should be a really exciting year next year for Racing. It's really playoffs or bust, I would say. And they got a really young, talented core that has uh, been really, really good. We're going to stick here, I think, Spence. Can you throw another break on at the end of it for us? I didn't time my halftime break very well. Uh, we're going to stick around. That has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. The second half is about to begin. The teams have emerged from the locker room and are out on the field. We will switch sides in the second half. Obviously, Memphis wearing black will begin moving from left to right. And Louisville City wearing white on the road will move from right to left. No substitutions for Louisville City at halftime. So as you thought, Casey, Danny Cruz saying, let's see what this team that scored to tie the game has. And then if I need to, I have some options off the bench, including the likes of Wilson Harris, the leading goal scorer with nine on the season. Martin Powell, six foot seven forward. Niall McCabe available off the bench. Dylan Maris as well. Oscar Jimenez, all players we might see join this Louisville City team in the second half. But it's all left to do. It is do or die in these playoffs. Win or go home. If we are still tied after 90 minutes, we will have 30 minutes of extra time or overtime if you like. And if we still haven't found a winner, we will head to a penalty kick shootout at the end of this evening. That is all if we can't find a goal scorer in the next 45 minutes. And the way this game has gone, Casey, as we've discussed, seems like somebody could score at any moment the way Memphis likes to play and Louisville City likewise able to strike in a moment's notice. So uh, don't go anywhere. Don't take your eyes off this game. It could change quickly. I think we have another goal in this match. The way that it's been played, the, the style that Memphis plays, I, I think there's another goal in this match. I just don't know which way it's going. 
We are underway in the second half of this opening playoff game. Memphis with the opening kick again moving from left to right. They send a long diagonal forward into the attacking half where it's brought down by Jeremy Kelly. He runs into the middle and drops it off to the left of the center circle to Aaron Malloy. He plays it wide left to Ward, left back, and now Malloy drifting backward into his defensive half, swings it across to the right center back, Graham Smith. So Louisville able to ward off that opening half opportunity. I was trying to say opportunity. Just the opening attack from Memphis forces them all the way back to the back line. Here's a long ball from their back line into the attacking half where it's headed forward by Louisville's Manny Perez. Picked up by Malloy for Memphis. He dribbles around a Del Piccolo challenge. Gives it up to Laurent Kissudu. He gets through two tackles into the attacking half. Plays it forward to Pickering. Now into the center circle it goes. Wide right now to Aiden McFadden in the attacking half for Memphis. Louisville got numbers back after Kissudu had a Slight opening there for a moment. It's Bruno Lapa on the near side, defended by Ownby. Back it goes to Smith in the defensive half. Ownby chasing the ball. Smith turns and plays it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Sanchez, at the top of his box. Now Malloy and Memphis will continue to knock it around here. Louisville doing a good job, Casey, I think, of keeping their shape in these opening minutes of the second half. Well, maintaining their shape and then not allowing Memphis to have the opportunity to get their head up to try to play it long because you know that that's the style they want to play. But if you're applying pressure quickly, they have to focus more on the ball and it's a little more difficult for them to get their head up to see if they can play that long ball. Memphis still with it along their back line. Center back to center back it goes. Smith with it now to McFadden, the right back. We mentioned the goalkeeper, Richard Sanchez, playing in just his third game of the season An inexperienced player, 29 years old, out of Dallas, but he's played a long time in his career, dating back to 2013, including some time in Major League Soccer. He had 25 starts for the Chicago Fire in MLS back in 2018, so inexperienced this season, but uh, experienced on the whole for his career. And he also, by the way, has 14 games under his belt this year for Hartford before coming over to Memphis. So, While he has not played much with this Memphis team, he does have some experience under his belt both over the course of his career and this season. Louisville City coming forward down there left with Brian Ownby. It's knocked off of his toes out for a Louisville throw on the near sideline in the attacking half just outside of the box. Two and a half minutes gone in the second half in a 1-1 game. It's in from Sharpie to Ownby. Back to Sharpie wide left. Returns it to Ownby on the inside left. Now Sharpie, those two in a two-man game. Back to Adams. Adams clips it down the near sideline. Just under some pressure. Had to get the ball away out of trouble. And it's going to ultimately roll wide left from Louisville's perspective. It'll be a throw to Memphis on the near sideline. They're right in their defensive final third. And those are the instances where I'm talking about where Louisville City needs to try to change the point of attack. They're continuously trying to go down this left side, and it's making it really easy for Memphis to be able to defend them. Now, granted, Memphis does really well to kind of force them onto this side, but Louisville City has to see if they can switch the point of attack. Foul against Louisville City gives a free kick to Memphis in their defensive end. It's Malloy with it just past the D outside of his box. Louisville's done a pretty good job of keeping Memphis on this end of the field so far, three minutes into the second half. And here a Memphis long ball from Turchi goes all the way over everyone's head and takes one skip off the turf into the chest and arms of Zimla, the Louisville rookie goalkeeper, who again is tied for the league lead with 12 shutouts on this regular season. That's a rookie record in the USL. But uh, he gave it up to the near side to Sharpie, who played a bad, uh, difficult pass to Adams. He had to clear it high up into the air, and it's out of play for a Memphis throw as they were a little bit under pressure there. It's going to be a Memphis throw on the near sideline. They swing it into the center circle to Malloy, the midfield playmaker. 
Wide left, it goes to Ward, the left back, 10 yards into the attacking half. Ball on the ground down the, the far sideline, rather, and it's knocked out of play by Louisville City's right back, Manny Perez. It'll be a throw to Memphis in the Louisville half. They get it to Malloy. Now middle of the field, Paul, high into the air off his left foot to the far sideline to Kishidu. Chests it down. He's dribbling in toward the box, trying to generate a chance. Played it back toward Kelly. A bunch of white shirts touching the ball. It still falls to Kelly. His cross to Pickering. It's knocked down. A shot is saved from Lapa, and it's cleared away by Louisville City. Oliver Zimler, his first real test of the game, and he stood tall there. A quick reaction save. Lapa had the shot. Zimler made the stop, and Louisville cleared it away. A really good save there from Oliver Zimla. He comes off of his line a little bit, which cuts off the angle that Lapa has. If Zimla sits back on his line, Lapa's going to be able to pass that one into the corner. But because Zimla came out and made himself big, it completely eliminated any angle that Lapa had on that shot. First time Zimla's been called into action since that opening 30-second goal that Memphis had. Memphis still with possession. Ward wide left, dribbling into the box. One-on-one with Manny Perez. And Manny Perez does what he always does. Knocks the ball off the feet of Ward. And then Louisville able to clear it all the way upfield to the Memphis goalkeeper Sanchez playing out of his box. But Memphis will continue with possession here. They've had the momentum five minutes into this second half. And they've had the majority of the second half possession. They've got it along their back line now with the left center back, Turchi. Now to Smith, Graham Smith, the right center back. Picks up his head for a long diagonal from right to left to Ward. He chests it down the far sideline to Kishidu. He'll get onto it by the corner flag on the end line. Dribbling in toward the Louisville box. Still Kishidu, a very dangerous customer. Gets on his left foot, takes a shot, and it's over the bar. Skips off the roof of the net into the seats behind Zimla's goal. Kishidu trying to do it all himself there and really wasn't that far away as we get a look at a replay on that reaction save from Zimla. And again, a great save there from Zimla. Looks like he got his hand on it to push it pat away from Lapa. But again, if he set back on his line, that's going to end up in the back of the net. That previous play with Kisyadu, I'm not sure why he's taking the shot there. He had no angle whatsoever. Really nicely done there from Manny Perez to use the inline as kind of a second defender to kind of take away any sort of angle that Kisyadu could have. Of note, we've talked a lot about the Louisville options off the bench. For Memphis, offensively of note, Rodrigo da Costa is not available off the bench tonight. He's the leading goal scorer in terms of total goals this season for Memphis. He scored 14 times, but that's between Memphis and FC Tulsa where he started the year. Remember, that was a headline-making deal between Memphis and Tulsa midway through the season. Memphis traded Philip Goodrum, who's been their star for the last couple of years, to Tulsa in a star-for-star swap. And both players, frankly, have been pretty good in both of their new places. But DaCosta not even in the 18 tonight for Memphis. So he is unavailable and not able to make a difference for this squad. That's one of the notable omissions. We've mentioned Louisville City's options off the bench. Well, it's important to point out that Rodrigo DaCosta is not one of the options off the bench for Memphis. As they try and build out of the back here under pressure from Lancaster is Smith. And he goes down. Lancaster with a little shove in the back by the shoulder. And it's going to be a foul against Cameron Lancaster of Louisville City and a free kick to Memphis here. Seven minutes into the second half in a 1-1 game. So stupid from Cameron Lancaster. He's late to the ball to apply pressure, and so he just gives a shove from behind. It's going to be a foul every single time instead of just dropping in and getting in position and keeping the ball in front of him. Memphis with the ball still along their back line. Turchi, guess what he does? A long ball off his left foot into the box for Louisville City. Kishidu trying to bring it down over his shoulder. Can't quite control it. Goes past the in line, and it's going to be a goal kick. 
to Oliver Zimla and Louisville City. Seems like every time number eight picks up the ball, that's Lucas Turchi for Memphis. He picks up his head and tries to clip it over the top with his left foot. He's had some success, but it just, uh, it again reiterates the point we've made, Casey, that these Louisville City defenders, particularly the center backs, Toshin Adams, need to stay on their toes, keep their head on a swivel at all times. Yeah, they never know when a ball's going to come in, so they have to make sure they're constantly aware of where the runners are, communicating the runners going in behind, making sure somebody is with them so they don't allow Memphis to get an easy one-on-one with Zimla. Memphis coming forward. It's touched back by Knight Pickering looking for Bruno Lapa, intercepted by Louisville, but then Louisville gives it away to Malloy. Malloy, though, can't do anything with it. Taken back from him by Del Piccolo. Spins around to challenge in the center circle. Drops it off to Gibson. Gibson a diagonal to Ombi on the near side of the left. Tried to take a touch to get past McFadden, but that touch off of McFadden's foot, and it will go behind, I think, for a Louisville Vi-Fi corner from the near side, the Louisville City left in the 54th minute here, nine minutes into the second half in a 1-1 game. First real opportunity we've had with Louisville City going forward with some promise. Yeah, and it's a good idea to try to cut the ball inside and ended up getting this corner kick. Another great opportunity for Louisville City to whip a ball in and see if they can get some sort of look on goal. It's going to be Mogel who had the assist on the goal to Cameron Lancaster from a corner. Let's see what they do here. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Mogel. Here's his approach. He drives it into the six-yard box, headed out by Memphis. Middle of the field, it'll fall to Manny Perez, 30 yards away, but he's drifting backwards. Gives it up backward to Gibson in the center circle. Tyler Gibson, a diagonal, looking for Mogel near the corner flag again. But Jeremy Kelly reading it the whole way for Memphis. Shields Mogel away from the ball, and it'll bounce past the inline for a Memphis goal kick here. Decent service into the six-yard box. I mean, you never know what's going to happen when it gets in there, especially when the goalkeeper doesn't come for it. But Memphis able to see it away there, Casey. Yeah, I don't think there was enough runners where the ball was being played. I think everyone was kind of cheating back post, and I don't know if that was the design of they're looking to go near post and then flick it on to the back post to where more runners are, but just the execution on the set-piece play just wasn't quite there. Memphis once again building out of the back, and it's with Lucas Turchi. He's got about 20 yards of space. Instead of hitting it long, he just hits it into the middle on the ground to his center back mate Smith, just outside of the Memphis box, down the right back McFadden under a little pressure from Owen B. Back to Smith, and now from right to left it goes to Turchi. He touches the ball forward, still with no one challenging him. Now he hits it long, as he always seemingly does, down the right side. It's a good ball this time. Lapa onto it. Sharpie didn't read it well off the turf bounce. Back from Lapa to McFadden. Whips in across toward Kishidu, headed out of danger by Tosh. It'll stay, though, with Memphis as it bounces out of the box to Akeem Ward. But the referee blows his whistle here, I believe, for an offside flag against Memphis. And so it'll give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick in their box. Beautiful service into the box by McFadden there on the right side. Tosh did really well, though, to get on, get, uh, on the end of it. If he doesn't, Kisyadu is on that back post, ready to have that one in the back of the net. It was a perfectly placed service there from Aiden McFadden, though. Louisville's goalkeeper, Oliver Zimla, will take this fifth-third free kick. The ball plays just to the right of the penalty spot in the Louisville box. Zimla hits it long into the attacking half. Ownby up for the header. He wins it. But he can't direct that header toward the run of Lancaster. Lancaster was running toward the sideline. Ownby was able to get his header into the middle of the field. And so Memphis will take over on that very direct free kick from Louisville City. 57th minute, 56-22 on the clock and counting upward in a 1-1 game. Again, in this opening playoff game of the postseason, Louisville City hoping to make another run to an Eastern Conference Final. This is the ninth year of their history. In all eight previous years, they've made it at least 
to the Eastern Conference Final. Just a ridiculous record of success that this team, despite their disappointment this year, is looking to hold up in this postseason. Here's a foul against McFadden of Memphis as Memphis was trying to chase a ball down that right wing. McFadden, the right fullback, was one-on-one with Sharpie. Those two collided. Sharpie went to the ground. Uh, that's West Sharpie for Louisville, and it's a foul against Memphis. Actually, it's Knight Pickering, I believe, who was called for the foul. And so it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive end, just outside of the box on the left side, near the sideline. Yeah, a really tough foul there. West Sharpie kind of slows down a little bit, and then luckily checks his shoulder and sees that Pickering is making a hard run and just kind of steps in to shield the ball, and Pickering runs him over. I imagine, though, we'll start to begin to see some changes from both sides as we approach the 60th minute mark. Zimla hit the ball long. Battle for possession won by Louisville with Gibson. He clips it in the air down the near sideline to Ownby. Can, can he get there first? It takes a deflection off of, I believe, Graham Smith. And the referee, though, is going to say it's off of Ownby and it's a goal kick to Memphis. Tell you what, though, Casey, the way the second half has gone, Louisville hasn't been that much more creative than Memphis. In the first half, Louisville was trying to be the more creative team, I thought. But in the second half, it's been a lot of similar play from these two sides. Kind of the way the first half ended, where one team hits it long, then the other team hits it long. And it's just a physical battle. It's about who wants to win that second ball more. Case in point right here is the two teams exchange some headers in the mid field area. It drops to the feet of McFadden for Memphis. He's in the attacking half. Long ball from cross field from right to left looking for Kiss You Do. It bounces on the turf before Louisville City's Manny Perez clears it upfield. Tellefson chasing that loose ball. Ward heads it over his head. Mogal picks it up. He clips it high into the air for Tellefson to chase, but he's beaten to the ball by a Memphis defender, I believe Smith, and he sends it back to the goalkeeper Sanchez. It really is just a battle for second balls right now in this game. Yeah, and to your point of it's very similar play. It really is because anytime Turchi gets the ball, he's playing it long. Anytime Lou City gets the ball, they're playing it long down the right side to find Brian Obi. There has been no kind of interchange and in passes in the middle of the field, no trying to change the point of attack, no trying to release Rasmus Tellefsen, nothing like that. Ball in the box from Kelly, brought down by Kishidu into the middle towards a teammate. It's just behind him. It'll fall to Ward. His shot from outside of the box blocked on its way through high into the air, and it's going to be a Memphis corner kick. As we were just kind of lamenting the way the game was has gone, Memphis had a little combination down their right side. It got Kelly free. He was able to whip in a decent cross from the right side, and it ultimately resulted in a shot from distance for Ward and this Memphis corner. Well, I think Memphis has looked like the team that has been more creative offensively, looking to send different types of services into the box when they do get in the final third. So they have looked like the team that's more likely to score. First corner of the game for Memphis from the far side there left. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Malloy. Here it comes. A decent service to the penalty spot cleared away by Louisville. It'll fall to Leston Paul for Memphis. He'll play it to the left side to Ward. He pops it high into the air, back into the box. Brought down by McFadden. Now Smith back to McFadden wide right. An opportunity to cross. Here it comes. A decent one headed away by Tosh. He had Kish you do behind him and Tosh's header will drift past the far sideline for a Memphis throw in their final third near the corner flag the far side the left another fortunate header there because again there's a player on the back post wide open ready to tap the ball in so Louisville City not tracking their players very well inside the box and not doing well with clearing the ball away from danger 30 minutes to go plus stoppage time the throw comes in from Memphis back to Ward on the far sideline it goes backward to Malloy Malloy into the center circle it goes to the right center back Smith 
Smith touches it into the attacking half. Plays it wide right to McFadden. Defended by Ownby. Inside right it goes to Lapa. Defended by Gibson. Back to McFadden. Clips it in the air down the sideline for Lapa. He's on to it now. Defended by Sharpie. Dribbling backward. Now cutting into the middle. Defended closely on his back hip by Ownby. Backward it goes to Smith. Now Turchie, the center back. He's chased by Lancaster. Turchie hits a long ball from the middle of the field down the far sideline to Kishidu. Physical battle between Kishidu and Manny Perez. Ward comes in. He's able to win the ball off of Manny as he goes to the ground, but it's a foul. And a free kick to Lou City just outside of their box on the right side. And it's a booking. A World of Beer yellow card to Akeem Ward of Memphis 901. Our third booking of the night. Second shown to Memphis. Yeah, and it's because he kicked the ball away after the play. So he clearly fouls Perez. And it's it comes oh, yeah. in from behind. Absolutely a foul. But then because he kind of yells at the referee, it's the descent that he has towards the referee. That is the reason for the foul. And we're going to have our first sub of the game as well. It's going to come from Louisville City. Jorge Gonzalez is being called into the game by Danny Cruz. He will replace Rasmus Tellefsen as one of the attacking offensive options on the wing. Let's see exactly how they line up. I think Ownby is going to switch from left to right, and Gonzalez will line up on the left. The substitution, Tellefsen off, Gonzalez on, brought to you by Fortnow. But what he should do is he should put Ownby and Lancaster up top and play a two-front because it's such a narrow field, and then let Gonzalez be that creative force in the middle of the field and let him kind of have free reign. I think that makes the most sense because of how narrow this field is. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but I, I could see that being an option. Hey, I like that idea a lot because this game, as we mentioned, has become a, a battle for second balls. So you have the physical Lancaster up top to knock the ball down and then the speedy Ownby to try and pick it up. Uh, let's see exactly how they line up. Maybe that is what Danny Cruz is thinking because Ownby's playing pretty close to Lancaster, but it is Gonzalez on the right. He's pressuring up high to try and win the ball back in the attacking half for Louisville, and his pressure does get the ball away from Memphis. Ownby picks it up back to Gibson, clips it up for Gonzalez, his first touch out of the box. It'll be a cross in toward Lancaster, cleared away by Memphis, all the way to Manny Perez on the far sideline. He heads it forward in the middle to no one in white. It'll be picked up by Malloy of Memphis. He spins around Gonzalez plays it wide left, and now Memphis takes over. But um, a decent opportunity there for Louisville City. Jorge Gonzalez, his first opportunity to make an impact, put in a cross, just couldn't quite find his intended target. I think it was Lancaster in the middle. Well, I think the fact that he's been able to come on and have an immediate impact in this match says a lot. I think they need to look to see if they can release him down that right side a bit more. A lot of Louisville City's attack has been down the left side with Brian Omi, but now they need to see if they can change it and use Gonzalez there on the right side. Sanchez, the Memphis goalkeeper, is in a six-yard box being chased by Lancaster. Memphis building through this pressure. They get it all the way to Kiss You Do near midfield, but then a heavy touch from him gives it away. Perez steps in to take it. Louisville trying to take the lead here, but Manny can't find his pass. Looking for Del Piccolo in the middle of the field. It was cut out there by Leston Paul of Memphis. Here comes Aaron Malloy. We're in the 64th minute of this opening playoff game. It's do or die, win or go home. And Louisville City on the road looking to pull off an upset five over four in the Eastern Conference. Malloy along diagonal to the far sideline. Brought down by Memphis. That's Jeremy Kelly. His cross blocked out of play by Gonzalez. It'll be a throw to Memphis on the far side in the attacking final third, the Louisville defensive final third. Goes back to Paul. Now Kelly returns it all the way backward. Here's Paul, actually. He swings it into the center circle to Graham Smith, just to the right of it, the center back. He'll return it to the left side. In the air to the far sideline to Ward. Brings it down nicely. A right foot across from Ward. High into the air. McFadden unmarked, but it's too far in front of him. It would have been an opportunity for McFadden to cut it back negative toward the penalty spot. 
and a good idea, and no one was there defensively for Louisville City, but luckily for Louisville, the ball bounced a couple of times too far in front of McFadden, and it's past the end line for a goal kick. Well, yeah, especially with some of the services that McFadden has had into the box so far. Is he, if he's able to get on the end of it, it's going to be a beautiful service in the box, and it's going to be a great opportunity for his team to get that go-ahead goal in Memphis, really knocking at the door with their crosses and their services so far in the second half. In total, Memphis has been the better team now on the stat sheet. They've got seven shots, two of them on target, the goal, and then the save from Zimla that came in the second half. Louisville still with four shots and one on target. That was how it was at halftime. So in the second half, it's been all Memphis so far. They've got four shots since the locker room break. That one save forced from Zimla, and we'll have a brief pause here as Jorge Gonzalez, not three minutes after checking into the game, is down holding his jaw, it looks like. So we'll have a brief pause as the training staff comes on for Louisville City to see to Jorge Gonzalez just kind of massaging his jaw. And a Memphis player came and gave him a pat on the back as if to say, my bad. So I think just an awkward collision may have uh, gotten the best of Jorge. But he's risen back to his feet, and he looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone really saw what was happening. I think the players were a little confused as well. I think it might have been something that happened off the ball or after the play because the ball was all the way back with Louisville City's center backs, and they kind of looked a little confused at what was going on as well. So I'd be interested to see the replay of it to see what exactly happened to Gonzalez there. But thank goodness he's on his feet, walking off the field, and looks like he's going to be okay. And as he does come off the field... Here's a stat that's a little bit alarming if you're Louisville City in the second half. We've played 21 minutes of the second half now. 80% possession for Memphis. Here comes Louisville, though, with Ownby outside of the box, dribbling in against him, Nick Fadden. He tried to go for goal, I think, from a very acute angle on the end line about 10 yards away. And ultimately, the referee is going to give a corner here. So a good result from Ownby that whether it was a shot or a pass, was deflected behind by McFadden, and it'll be a Vi-Fi corner for Louisville from the near side. The Louisville left in the 67th minute. The score still 1-1. These two teams deadlocked right now. Really good from Brian Ombi there because he didn't have any options. There was no one making the run in the box. So to be able to earn this corner kick, it allows his team to be able to set up a nice set-piece opportunity to get a look on goal. Ogell placing the ball near the flag. Louisville operating here on the set piece, and it's headed out of the box nearly. Looked like it was flicked on toward the goal. It'll come back to Mogell, left foot across, high into the air toward the back post. Ownby, the player they're chasing, it'll take it all the way to the corner flag, holding it up against Ward. It's knocked out of play by Ward for a Louisville City throw on the far side of the right, taken quickly by Ownby. In the box to Del Piccolo, two defenders around him. Still he has the ball. Turn, tried to turn toward the middle of the box, but a loose touch from him gave it to Kelly of Memphis, and then Memphis able to clear, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the far side of the right. Louisville trying to push the pace right now. Perez into the box to Del Piccolo, cleared away from him by Malloy. Louisville sensing there may be an opportunity right now. It'll come to Sharpie. He holds it up physically against Bruno Lapa. And Lapa called for a foul. Fifth third free kick. Taken on the ground quickly. Gonzalez wide left out of the box. Louisville trying to knock on the door. Gonzalez dribbling in against McFadden. McFadden sticks out a leg and knocks it behind once again. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Loose City from the near side of the left. And after I mentioned those stats showing that Memphis dominated the first 20 minutes of this second half, Louisville putting their foot down on the accelerator right now, Casey. It's like they heard you and they're like, nah, we're about to take control of the <laughs> game now. But I like that they're trying to push the pace a little bit because it's getting Memphis out of sorts it's getting them unorganized defensively it's getting them frustrated and that's what Louisville City has to continue to do in swinger off the right foot of Mogel raises his arm into the air here comes the Vi-Fi corner he drives it into the near post toward Ombi tried to 
sort of backheel it toward the net. It's cleared away by Memphis, picked up by Mogel. The attack's still on. Gonzalez back to Gibson near midfield. He'll switch fields from the middle to the right toward Tosh, trying to head it into the middle, high into the air, and Sanchez, the goalkeeper, reads it really well, catches it. Lancaster was lurking had he not caught it, but he's up trying to kick it into the attack quickly. Kishidu chasing it. Manny Perez, though, reads it well, heads it away from Kishidu, and then Sharpie clears it upfield to Lapa for Memphis. The attack's still on. It's Pickering wide right. Kishidu making a run in the middle. Knight Pickering dribbles around Sharpie, gets his pass in, cleared away by Gibson. It'll fall to Ownby out of the box. Louisville just trying to get out of danger, and then a foul here against Malloy Shirley, who came in with a late swipe of the legs of Ownby. The ball did go out of play, so it might be a throw to Louisville, but looked like a clear foul there. But suddenly the game has opened up quite a bit, Casey, the last four or five minutes. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's almost as if the both teams recognize that the time is ticking away, and I don't think either team wants to go into extra time because of how grueling this game has been and just what a physical battle it's been to have to then play 30 additional minutes. That's exhausting and, and, and a lot to do. So I think both teams really kicking it into the next gear to see if they can get the go-ahead goal. It is a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. Zimla hit it long down the near sideline, headed out by Memphis. It feels if it were a boxing match, the first few rounds, they just grappled a lot with each other, and now they're both tar- starting to take some swings. Let's see if any of them land for either side. Ownby with a left foot across, a decent one to the penalty spot, chested down by Lancaster, can't quite get a shot off, and then scrambling is the goalkeeper, Sanchez, coming off of his line to fall onto the ball. Ownby a good cross, Lancaster on the end of it, chested it down, couldn't quite find the opportunity to put it on target. Yeah, it's a great service, but there was about three Loose City players going for the exact same ball. It's great that they had numbers into the box, but they have to communicate a little bit because they kind of got in each other's way, and that's why no one was able to get a clean look on goal. 19 and a half minutes to go in this playoff opener. 1-1 remains our score. Louisville City and Memphis 901, two teams that do not like each other. We've heard from Louisville City players over the years about how this Memphis team talks trash on the field, plays with a chip on its shoulder. They love a physical style. It's been a physical game and right now with a deadlocked score it could be a really terrific playoff finish through tonight pickering it goes for memphis zimla comes off of his line and lays out to claim that ball pickering has to leap over zimla and oliver zimla the rookie does his job once again both goalkeepers doing well in traffic to claim balls that were on the ground this is great little combination play though from memphis good little layoff to find Knight Pickering, but Zimla does incredible to come off of his line quickly and be able to collect that one. 19 minutes to go. It's in the Memphis half now. Ball knocked around loose. Ownby had a hit from about 20 yards and absolutely mishit it. You, you saw what he was trying to do there. He had it on the inside left, wanted to kind of curl it for that top corner, but ended up, it looked like, hit it with the outside of his right foot and the shot was nowhere near on goal. It ultimately goes wide right past the sideline, about 18 yards from the end line, so completely miss hit from Ownby. It's a throw to Memphis. Yeah, it's one of those where you'd have to watch it a couple times to figure out how did the ball go there yeah. with the way that he kicked it because it just didn't make sense. He got it all completely wrong, and it's so uncharacteristic of Brian Ownby. 18 minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Louisville wins the ball back. Ownby with it 25 yards away, dribbling against three Memphis defenders, four in fact, and ultimately one of them clears it away. That clearance falls to the feet of Kishidu. He's going to take on the entire Louisville back line. It's two on six right now 
uh, for Memphis. Kiss you do still with it. And finally, Manny Perez dispossesses him. Manny comes forward into the middle to Gonzalez. Back to Gibson. Gibson's long ball knocked away. Kiss you do leaping up to block it. And then Kiss you do cleared it high into the stands. And Louisville arguing that should be a card. And I think it should be. And maybe it is. Kishidu waves his arms dismissively, but it is a world of beer yellow card to Laurent Kishidu. And I think clearly Kishidu was just frustrated, and he hit it a mile into the stands. I mean, turned and fired it about 20 rows deep as Memphis is going to go to the bench here to make a substitution. Actually, that's Louisville City going to the bench once again. It's going to be Mogel to come off. He's going to be replaced by Dylan Mares in the midfield with 17 minutes to go. Paolo Del Piccolo also going to come off. And Louisville legend for Louisville legend, Louisville City legends, I should say. Del Piccolo comes off, and Niall McCabe will come into the game. Both of those substitutions, the second and third of the game for Louisville City, brought to you by Fortna in a 1-1 game in the 74th minute. And all three substitutions have been very attacking mindsetted, which I appreciate because I think Louisville City needs to see if they can push it a little bit more offensively. Memphis has had the better opportunities in the second half. They've been the better team in the second half. So now Louisville City needs to see if they can begin to get a little bit more momentum going forward. We're in the 74th minute here in about a minute or so. You can head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. The poll will be open for about 10 minutes starting in the 75th. So head to twitter.com slash FC to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. The Man of the Match, I think, is yet to be decided uh, in all honesty, because someone is going to score a winner, whether it's in regular time, whether it's in overtime, or whether it's in a penalty shootout. Someone will emerge victorious tonight in this playoff opener. Right now it's 1-1 between Louisville and Memphis down on Beale Street in Tennessee. Long ball for Memphis looking for their center forward Pickering, headed aside by Tosh outside of Louisville box. Manny Perez trying to keep it alive, keep it in play on the far sideline for Louisville. He can't quite do it, being chased by Leston Paul. It's going to be a Memphis throw on the far side of the left in the Memphis final third. And right now, Casey, we talked about those substitutions. Louisville with the fresher legs because Memphis has yet to make a switch with 15 minutes to go. Yeah, and Louisville City needs to use that to their advantage. And most of those players are in their attacking half. So having the ball quite a bit in this defensive third of the field is not really where Louisville City wants to be keeping the ball. They need to see if they can utilize those players, push the ball up the field, and see if they can keep the ball a little bit more in their offensive half of the field. From the throw, Memphis went all the way backwards. It's with the goalkeeper, Sanchez, who steps on the ball a couple of times. He's standing in the D. No one challenging him for Louisville. Just waiting for him to make a pass. He does to the right center back, Smith, at a walking pace right now. Cross fields from center back to center back, it's Turchy. He doesn't have anybody pressuring him. Still at a walking pace, he returns it to Smith. Mara's jogging forward with a little token pressure. So too McCabe with Turchy now. Turchy drives a long ball down the inside left channel for Kiss You Do. It was too far in front. He might have been offside anyway. And in fact, that's what's called an offside flag against Laurent Kiss You Do, who was booked just a moment ago, by the way. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville in the defensive half on the inside right. And right now, KC, while there could be anything to happen in these final 15 minutes, it feels like a goal right now would be a winning goal the way this game has gone. Few chances over the last 10 or 15 minutes. If there have been chances, um, there have been better chances for Louisville than we saw in the opening 20 minutes of the second half, but still no shots in the second half for Louisville City on the stat sheet. The fifth third free kick back in play. Louisville clips it over the top. Gonzalez goes down after a collision with Akeem Ward. He's rolling around on the turf, playing as though he's injured. Louisville raising their arms up in the air, protesting that there should have been a foul call. The ball went out of play. I think it's just going to be a throw here, potentially to Memphis. 
Um, but Gonzalez wanting a foul clearly against Lucas Turchi. Well, and I, I think that um, Elton Garcia is really going to have his hands full in these final 14 minutes Guys or are going to so. go down all the time. They're going to be going down all the time. It's going to be extremely physical. I think he just has to make sure he stays on top of this game so no one gets hurt in this match. And it does look like that there was a free kick awarded to Louisville City. There was. So a great opportunity here for them to whip a ball in. It's a perfect location for a cross into the box. There was a foul, as Casey points out. So a fifth-third free kick from the right side. About 10 yards from the far corner of the penalty area. A great opportunity, as Casey said, to put a ball into the box here. It's McCabe to put it in with his right foot. Here it comes toward the six-yard box. There were a couple of runners back there. It's headed up high into the air and punched away by the goalkeeper, Sanchez. His punch will go all the way past the near sideline. It's a Louisville throw near the corner flag. 13 minutes to go in a 1-1 game. It's Ownby wide left, looking to cross with his left foot. Drives it in, cleared away by Memphis. Middle of the field, Pickering can't control it. Adams knocks it to McCabe, and Louisville continues on the attack. Wide right to Perez. Forward on the right side is Gonzalez, working backward under some pressure. Still Jorge has it. Plays it all the way back to Zimla, standing in the middle of the field, about 10 yards out of his box here. But Louisville will continue with possession. Zimla rolls it forward, hits it long on the diagonal to the near sideline, looking for Ownby once again. McFadden up in the air, is knocked away, picked up by Sharpie. Here's Mares on the inside left, wide left to Ownby. Chance for Louisville potentially. Ownby dribbling into the box, clips in a ball with his right toward the penalty spot, knocked down by Paul and cleared away by Smith. All the way into the Louisville half, it'll go to the goalkeeper Zimla. Good ball into the box from Omi, but no one was making the near post run. Both players are making the far post run or holding back late. So they have to make sure if they have runners in the box that they have people making different runs, more dynamic runs. Throw from Sharpie for Louisville to the inline to Ownby. Ownby's cross to the six-yard box, headed out by Memphis. It'll be picked up by McCabe. The attack's still on for Louisville. They're really trying to turn the screw right now. McCabe to Maris, wide left of the box. Maris, back it goes to Gibson. Gibson... Returns it wide left to Ownby. Opportunity to cross. Here it is from Ownby. A decent one into the six-yard box. Headed high into the air by Memphis. Still loose in the penalty area. Memphis hasn't cleared yet. Now they do finally as Ownby came charging in. That clearance goes all the way to the far sideline near midfield. And Manny Perez can't quite keep it in play. It'll end that attack. It's a throw to Memphis on the far side of the left. About 10 yards shy of midfield. That final service there from Brian Ownby I think was his best one of the many services he had within the past two minutes or so. A really good last-ditch effort, though, from Memphis defense to head that one away because Jorge Gonzalez was on that back post winding up to bury it into the back of the net so Memphis had to get that one right or Louisville City would be up. 11 minutes to go plus stoppage time in regular time. If we are still tied we will go to a 30 minute period of overtime and if that game is still tied we will then go to penalty kicks. A lot of soccer potentially left to be played in Memphis at AutoZone Park on a relatively warm night in mid-October, game temperature was in the 80s at kickoff. It's a throw to Louisville in the defensive half. Sharpie sends it upfield. Memphis wins it back. It's Bruno Lapa on the near sideline, defended closely by a bunch of Louisville City players, and they win the ball back. Ownby touches it to Gibson. He clips it forward down the near sideline. Lancaster was the only man forward. It's out for a Memphis throw on the near side the left in their defensive half, just shy of the midway line. And the right back, McFadden, We'll take this throw. Ten minutes to go. Memphis still hasn't made any changes, any substitutions. They have some options on the bench, um, but they have two goalkeepers on the bench. That tells you a little bit of the story for Memphis. They're a bit short right now, and so they have Drew Romig and Jelani Peters. I beg your pardon, Jelani Peters is not a 
uh, not a uh, goalkeeper. I'll correct myself. So just the one goalkeeper on the bench for Memphis. And now they are going to make a substitution for the first time on the afternoon in a matter of moments. A player came off the bench and is getting ready to come in as Louisville wins the ball back. They're trying to come forward with nine and a half minutes to go. It's Gonzalez dribbling around some challenges, clips it forward, out of play, off the chest of Smith for a Louisville throw. The substitution not going to come yet as Louisville is going to take the throw. And In fact, maybe they are going to let this substitute come on. It is Samuel Cariaga to come into the game for Memphis. And here he does come. The substitution board up. He is going to replace Leston Paul in the Memphis midfield. So Cariaga on, Paul off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. And Samuel Cariaga, a 21-year-old Argentine who's played just six games this year for Memphis. One start in those six games, but he's made an impact. He scored twice and had an assist in those six games as well. So the young Argentinian Cariaga is on to replace the captain, the 33-year-old Trinidad veteran Paul, in the 82nd minute in a 1-1 game. First opportunity for Stephen Glass, the Memphis head coach, to use his bench to try and make a difference. Louisville has the ball here in the attacking half with Gibson, a big part with McCabe on the inside left. Clip forward from Sharpie to Ownby. Ownby trying to win a corner for his team, tried to play it off of McFadden, but it just goes past the end line. McFadden took a tumble, but everybody's okay. No foul call to just a goal kick here to Memphis 901 with eight minutes to play in regular time. When you can definitely tell the mindset of both coaches, both coaches making very offensive-minded substitutions, trying to get that go-ahead goal, trying to push as many bodies forward as they can to get that winning goal because you got to imagine at this point of the game, it is going to be the winning goal. At this point, it certainly would be. It feels that way. Louisville City still without a shot in the second half, but they've had plenty of the ball lately, and they've had a few half chances, and here's a bad giveaway from Memphis. They just hit it out of play on a poor pass. It's going to be a throw to Louisville on the far side, the right about five yards into the attacking half. They take it quickly backward to Tosh, the right center back. He's being chased by Pickering. Hits the ball down that far sideline into the feet of Akeem Ward for Memphis. Ward with it now. Gonzalez in with a challenge. Ward goes down. It's a foul and a free kick to Memphis 901 here with seven minutes and change to go plus stoppage time. Just feels like we've said it all night, Casey, but it feels like a case of who wants it more right now. This is just a physical battle, loose balls everywhere. If you're a player on this field, you got to want it more than your opponent to win those loose balls and try and generate opportunities for your team. Yeah, it's really going to come down to who wants it more. How bad do you want to win this game? And what are you willing to do to win this game? And it really is going to come down to who's willing to put their body on the line to put the ball in the back of the net because that's the way this game has been, just an absolute battle. Memphis hit it long all the way into the arms of Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. He waved all of his teammates forward, and they're all in the attacking half, all ten of them. As Zimla hits it long down the right side, Mara's up for it. He's able to knock it down. A header forward from Louisville City toward Gonzalez, cleared away by Turchi. Goes to the far sideline where McCabe keeps it alive. Cleared away once again by Memphis into the attacking half where Pickering flicks a header on forward. It'll come all the way to Zimla playing out of his box. Louisville with the momentum right now, it must be said. They've not been able to generate a clear-cut chance but they've had a, the lion's share of possession for the last 10 or 15 minutes. And we're going to have a pause in play here as Louisville was on the ball, I think, because they're going to check Pickering for a head injury. It was one of those headers where his head was was bending backward with a defender behind him. There might have been a thought that there was a head collision. 
But Pickering does appear to be okay as the Memphis athletic trainer comes onto the field to check on him. But good refereeing here to stop play does kind of halt momentum for the moment, though, that was in favor of Louisville. Yeah, but it's the right decision. I think any time that a player has a suspected head injury, you need to stop the game and check that player out because head injuries are absolutely no joke. Pickering is going to be forced to come off the field after being checked out. So for the moment, Memphis is down to 10 men, but I'm sure he'll come back into the game shortly. It's going to be a drop ball from the referee, Elton Garcia, to Louisville's Sean Tosh in the defensive half with five minutes to go, plus stoppage time in regulation. Ball back in play now as it's dropped to Tosh. He touches it forward. He's going to hit it long from the right side to the left. It's intercepted by Bruno Lapa. Pickering back onto the field. He's got the ball now. Pickering driving down the middle of the Louisville defense. Wide right it goes to Lapa. He's in the box. Puts in across to the six-yard box. Cleared away by Tosh. All the way out of play past the near sideline. It's going to be a Memphis throw. Lapa takes it quickly to McFadden. Now back to Lapa, wide right. He's going to cross it again. Driven in toward the penalty spot. Headed away by Adams for Louisville. Malloy keeps it alive for Memphis. It's off of the head of Maris of Louisville out for another Memphis throw on the near side, the right. All of that started from an extremely poor giveaway from Sean Tosh. That's not the area of the fielder they want to be giving the ball away. He made up for it by making a really nice clearance there pretty much right in front of goal. But still, you cannot be giving the ball away in that area of the field. It's Ward with it for Memphis on the far side, the left. Plays it to a teammate who veers into the middle of the field, swings it down the near sideline to McFadden, who's open on the near side outside of the box. On the end line, right-footed cross, blocked down by Ownby. It goes behind. It's going to be a Memphis corner from the near side, the right, with four minutes to go in this 1-1 game. We've not had a goal since the 19th minute in the first half. That was scored by Cameron Lancaster after Memphis took the lead 30 seconds into the game. And now Memphis at home tonight, hoping to beat one of the USL's best clubs, a two-time champion, Louisville City, and they can take a big step toward it right here on this corner. It's Malloy to take it. Four players at the top of the box going to make runs here for Memphis with two in the goal mouth. Malloy an outswinger off his right foot. Here it comes. The header deflected on its way through by Memphis. It'll fall to Pickering, and the attack's still alive. He sends it backward down the far sideline to Smith along the back line. He switches it to Turchi to the right of the center circle. Turchi in the attacking half, looking to clip it down the middle. He does. Headed out of the box by Tosh. It'll fall to Lapa. Lapa has a hit on the bounce. It's deflected. It's McFadden in the box now. Opportunity to cross. Drives it in toward the penalty spot. Knocked away by Manny Perez. Picked up by Memphis here. Jeremy Kelly driving forward. Wide right it goes to McFadden. The flag is up. McFadden will not be able to cross it as he puts the ball into the back of the net after the whistle had gone because the flag went up offside against him. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, and the boys in purple have survived that little moment for Memphis. I think the good word there is survived because there were so many different opportunities coming at Louisville City, and I don't think that they were fully organized defensively. I don't think they stayed with their marks well, but they were able to get the job done and make it out alive from not conceding a goal in that instance there. But Memphis really, really getting close with those opportunities. Louisville City has to get something going offensively. They're running out of time. 88th minute, Zimla's free kick, fifth-third free kick. He just hit it long, and it went out of bounds. So not a good opportunity there for Louisville to try and seize momentum back. Two minutes to go along the back line for Memphis. Turchi, a long diagonal from his left foot to the near sideline to Lapa. It's headed out of play by Sharpie for Louisville in the Louisville defensive half. Memphis with momentum right now. 
McFadden, the throw into Malloy. He tried to play a first-time pass to Kishidu. It's cleared away by Manny Perez, high into the air. Brought down in the midfield by Akeem Ward, but then Louisville wins it back. Gibson, ball over the top. Ownby running in, but it's cleared away by Memphis on the header. It'll fall back to Gibson. He just drove it forward to Ownby. Not a lot of creativity right now from Louisville. They're just trying to hit it toward Brian Ownby and see if he can chase it and create something. It's out for a Memphis throw with a minute and a half to go plus stoppage time. Well, and that absolutely infuriates me because there are so many talented players on the field right now for Louisville City. So the fact that they're playing Memphis's game of kick it and run soccer is infuriating. And I'm sure Danny Cruz feels the exact same way because there are so many talented players on the field that are great in possession, good on the ball, and they are not utilizing any of the talents that these players have. Memphis hit the ball long and it bounced behind for a Louisville goal kick. We're in the 90th minute, 89-02 and counting upward. In this Eastern Conference quarterfinal, the opening playoff game of the postseason for both clubs, and Louisville trying to make it back to another Eastern Conference final for the ninth consecutive year. Zimla hits the goal kick long into the Memphis half. It's knocked out of play by Memphis for a Louisville throw on the far sideline, the right. It's Gonzalez to take the throw, and it goes to Maris, wide right of the area. Gets to the end line, puts in a cross, headed away by Memphis. Kishidu on the far sideline, turns and hits it upfield. Pickering knocks it back to a teammate, And now Memphis takes over with McFadden. McFadden on the near side, the right. Forward to Bruno Lapa. Lapa clips it into the center circle where it's brought down by Kelly. He turns and plays it down the far sideline to Kishidu. Good-looking attack here for Memphis. Kishidu in the box. Drives it into the six-yard box. Punched away by Zimla. Loose ball. Can Memphis get it on goal? They can't. Perez clears it away. Zimla's punch proved key. And then Louisville able to get the ball out of danger. Memphis, it just sat there for a moment. Looked like they were going to be able to put it into an open net with Mem- uh, with uh, Zimla on the ground. It stays with Memphis as we've moved into stoppage time. Presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Four minutes to go in regulation. Louisville wins the ball back. Ownby in behind. Can he find the ball? It's bouncing just in front of him. Turchie heads it away. Nearly a chance for Ownby who was unmarked. Now to fall to the right of the center circle to McFadden. Crazy stuff right now with the season on the line. A weird bounce could end someone's year as Pickering clips it into the box and it bounces into the arms of Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. They played 35 seconds of the four minutes of stoppage. I think Louisville City needs to do something for Oliver Zimla because he has just kept them in this game on this play. It's a nice ball across, and he does just enough to punch it that causes some chaos within the Memphis 901 players atop the six-yard box that they aren't able to get their footing right. So Zimla coming up really big there, pushing that one away to safety. Just helter-skelter stuff, and Louisville is able to do enough. Lancaster picked up the ball from 40 yards and turned on the swivel and tried to have a hit. That seems to be his M.O. lately. Just when he gets a sniff of the ball, he'll turn for goal. Still with Louisville, though. McCabe into the box to the back post to Ownby up for the header, and he can't get it on target. It's high and wide and out of play, and it'll be a Memphis goal kick. And we're going to have another substitution late here for Louisville City. It's going to be Wilson Harris, who scored nine times this year, scored 24 times in his Louisville City career, and scored nearly 50 times in his entire career across the USL and MLS. He's going to come in for Cameron Lancaster at that center forward position. So Lancaster comes off. He scored the only goal tonight for Louisville City. He did really well, must be said, in the first half to sweep a ball in from a corner kick from Carlos Mogel. But now his night is done, and Wilson Harris might be the man to try to win it for Louisville City. That substitution here in the 92nd minute in a 1-1 game is brought to you by Fortna. I'm honestly surprised that 
Danny Cruz waited until the 92nd minute to make that change. I saw that change maybe coming in the 80th minute because uh, you're not really giving Wilson Harris much time to really do anything. And at that point, you really needed to spark some offense because it was all Memphis. So surprised with the timing of this substitution. Out for a Memphis throw in the Louisville half. McFadden throws it in. It's all the way back to the back line with Smith and now Turchy with a minute and a half to go. Plus stoppage time, where we're in stoppage time, I should say. A minute and a half to go in stoppage time. Ball long and forward for Memphis, headed away by Louisville. Loose ball, Lapa picks it up in the Louisville half on the near sideline, trying to play it in to a teammate. It's cleared out by Louisville for a Memphis throw. A minute 15 to go into Memphis. Ball clipped into the box to Akeem Ward on the far sideline. Tries to touch it down to Kiss. You do a good idea. Cleared away by Louisville City and maybe Ward should have had a shot there because he was unmarked. The clearance goes all the way to midfield on the far sideline where Malloy tracks it down for Memphis. Back along the back line is Turchie and now Smith with a minute to go. Smith back to the goalkeeper Sanchez. Louisville pressing forward a bit but there's about 10 yards of space from Turchie who turns and hits it long with his left foot down the inside left channel over everyone's head. It takes one bounce on the turf and it's gobbled up by Oliver Zimla, Louisville's goalkeeper and now maybe Louisville will try and come forward with this final attack of regulation with 30 seconds to go Zimla hits it long down the middle toward the right side Gonzalez up for the header towards Harris cleared away by the Memphis defender loose ball to the right of the center circle it'll fall to the feet of Tyler Gibson and the attack still on for Louisville City with 20 seconds to go wide right it goes to Gonzalez now Harris in the right wing dribbling into the box Wilson Harris on the end line tries to put it into the mixer it's knocked behind and it's going to be a vi-fi corner for Louisville City with seconds remaining in a 1-1 game can they score from a corner for the second time tonight this would surely be the winner and put them into the next round of the playoffs and Wilson Harris is the type of player that just makes something out of nothing and that's exactly what he did there there really wasn't anything going on the sideline but he was able to get a corner kick here and you got to imagine this is going to be the last opportunity of the game so what a moment it would be to be able to put this in the back of the net it's going to be Niall McCabe to take it an outswinger off his right foot here it comes into the air toward the six-yard box popped up high into the air loose ball out of the box Maris battling for it two players hit the ground Maris and Pickering Ownby though retrieves the loose ball and then the referee blows his whistle, and that is the end of regulation. More work for Spencer Brown. We've got to hang out for about 30 more minutes, Spence. We're going to go to overtime when we come back in this playoff opener. It finishes 1-1 between Louisville City and Memphis. We are still yet to find a winner, though. Let's take a timeout here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. All right, welcome back. We've got playoff drama in the first playoff game of this postseason. Louisville City in Memphis, Tennessee, taking on Memphis 901 at AutoZone Park. And it is deadlocked. One goal apiece. 30 seconds in, Memphis was able to take the lead the second consecutive game, remarkably, in which Louisville City gave up a goal inside the opening minutes. But Louisville was able to answer back in the 19th minute, and then we were deadlocked all through the second half. Momentum swings aplenty. Not the prettiest soccer game you're ever going to see. Really not one to show a neutral, aside from what's at stake. Aside from the tension. Aside from the do-or-die nature, the win-or-go-home nature of this playoff game. It's been very anxiety-ridden, I'm sure, for many Louisville City fans across uh, our area listening to us right now. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield, alongside Spencer Brown, our producer, putting in some overtime work tonight. Uh, Casey, it's we, we said it a ton during regulation, but the way this game has gone, the way it's being played, it's just been a physical battle. It's been about who wants to win that second ball more, who wants to win their individual battle with their opponent, and I don't see anything changing over these next 30 minutes. Again, it'll be 30 minutes regardless of how many goals are scored, if any are scored. We're going to play 30 more minutes split up in two 15 segments and then two 15-minute segments. And then if there is still no winner after 30 minutes, we will go to penalty kicks. As the ball rolls, we're back in play. Louisville moving from left to right in the first period of extra time. Memphis moving from right to left in this period of extra time. Casey, what are you looking for right now? I think for Louisville City, it's just making sure that they're staying locked in and then being a little more dynamic offensively. They've been able to bring in some offensive subs that have helped spark their attack, but they still have not had these shots and the shots on target that maybe they would want in this game. And then defensively, they just have to make sure that they're constantly aware of the Memphis attacking players and the runs that they're making. Memphis is starting to look a little more dynamic offensively with some of their passing, but it still is starting from that long ball over top and that's how they're getting the ball into the offensive third so Louisville City just has to make sure they're constantly aware of where the players are in that final third part of the conversation for me Casey is going to become about tired legs Memphis just one sub in the 90 minutes bringing on Samuel Cariaga and Louisville City making four subs so you'd think Louisville has the fresher legs right now maybe they can try and chase the game and win it here in extra time. They chase the ball all the way back to Richard Sanchez, the Memphis goalkeeper, and he has to hit it out of play. 
but it was headed out of play on the end by a Louisville City player. So it's a Memphis throw on the near side, the left near the midway line. We've played a minute and 22 seconds. And the other part of that conversation about tired legs is also injuries. We've seen a number of guys go down. It's been a big physical game, as we've mentioned. So those injuries, those bumps and bruises are going to start to build up as this game continues on. Well, and that's the main thing. I don't want to see any player get injured in this match. That's uh, not the way this game needs to go. It's been a physical game, but nobody needs to get injured to potentially in their career uh, or in their season playing in this match. And so I just hope that it's a clean game and the ref is able to maintain control of the match. Long ball from Louisville City's Adams, knocked down by Gonzalez, picked up by Manny Perez, wide right of the Memphis box. He drives to the end line, puts in a cross, deflected behind by Memphis. It's going to be a Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City. From the near side, the right, this is the exact same corner where they scored in the first half, but the two players that combined on that corner are now out of the game. So what do they have up their sleeve now? It's going to be Niall McCabe to take the corner, an outswinger off of his right foot. And again, Lancaster, who scored the lone goal for Louisville, is out. Wilson Harris replaced him late on in stoppage time of regulation. So can Louisville find another creative set piece here? And Niall McCabe's services have just been on point so far. His his corner kick at the end of regulation was really good, so looking to see another good service from him. Here it comes, an outswinger into the six-yard box. It bounces loose, falls to the feet of Ombi. He turns as a hit. It's closed down immediately by Ward of Memphis, and he clears it upfield all the way to the midway line. Past the end of the Louisville defensive half where Gibson, the last man back, hits it back to Zimla. Zimla hits it long down the near sideline for McCabe, trying to just get it wide right, and the ball drifted out of play. It's going to be a Memphis throw on the near side. The Memphis left in their defensive final third. Three minutes gone out of the 30 being played in overtime. And I think one way you'll be able to tell which team is more willing to win this game is how they approach the stoppages of play. Memphis, they're really taking their time on these set pieces. It makes me wonder, is it because they are so low-membered this match that they don't have enough players to be able to keep fresh legs on the field? And are they just playing for set pe- or for uh, penalty kicks? Louisville with momentum right now. Some good combinations. They've got it in the middle with Maris. He clips it in the air down the inside left. Oh, Sanchez gets a punch. I thought that was going to head out. It's Ownby with a hit from 18 yards, and it's over the bar, and about 20 rows into the seats. That ball, it was Maris chasing it on the end line. I thought it was going to go past the end line, but he got to it, clipped it into the six-yard box. Sanchez, the goalkeeper, had to dive to punch it away. It fell to Brian Ownby just inside the box. And he just couldn't keep his shot down and on target. And another opportunity there where Ombi just kind of gets it all wrong, and it's not something that we're used to seeing from him. The ball's coming out, and he kind of is leaning back a little bit on the shot when he needs to make sure he stays over top of the ball. But regardless, the energy coming from Louisville City so far in this first part of extra time has been really good. 94 and a half minutes into this game. Four and a half minutes End of the overtime period. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near sideline. The right in their defensive half near midfield. Perez throws into the attacking half. McCabe chests it back. It's clipped forward to Ombi, who is chasing it, but it's intercepted by Memphis. Memphis hasn't had much to do offensively in this second half. They have it with Samuel Cariaga, the youngster that came in late. He plays it into the attacking half. Now back to McFadden on the midway line, and now Cariaga all the way back to the center backs, playing just outside of the Memphis box. Smith to Turchi. 
Turchie's hit it long a hundred times tonight. He does it once again. A long diagonal. This time it's a good one. Finds Lapa on the far sideline. In the attacking half, he turns forward, dribbles in field, gives it up to Pickering 25 yards away. Pickering to Kishudu at the D. Kishudu on his right foot. Maybe had a chance to shoot. Instead tries to drop it off back to Lapa. Cleared away by Louisville City. Somehow with a ton of white jerseys around him, Kishudu was able to keep the ball on that right foot and maybe Casey, I think, try, should have tried to have a hit there for Memphis. Yeah, I think he kind of hesitated a little bit, and that did that allowed the space to close up. I'm not sure what he was waiting for, but he had a really nice opportunity to have a go at it. Here comes Memphis forward again. Ward through to Pickering. He's in the box. One-on-one with Adams. Pickering shot. Didn't hit it cleanly. Scuffed effort, and ultimately a very easy save for Oliver Zimla, who really just fell on the ball. But uh, the chance came for Memphis. First real opportunity we've seen from Memphis in this extra period. And the first opportunity for them in quite a while because Louisville had a lot of momentum late on in regulation. Yeah, but that just goes to show that Memphis doesn't need a whole lot of space to be able to create some sort of attack going forward. They don't need momentum. They don't need any of that. They just need one little opportunity for the ball to poke through. Memphis ready to make their second and third substitutions, but Louisville coming forward in the attack. Ownby tried to send it into the middle to Harris. Cleared away by Memphis all the way into the Louisville half. Two players up for Memphis chasing it, but Manny Perez beats Kishidu to the ball on the near sideline just out of Louisville box. Perez whirling on the ball, trying to get it away from Kishidu, and he's able to clear it off of Kishidu out for a Louisville City throw. And we are now going to have those substitutions, and it's a defensive-minded substitution, at least the first one is, for Memphis as Bruno Lapa is coming out of the game and attacking midfielder. He's going to be replaced by Carson Baum Stieg, a six-foot center back. And then the other substitution is going to be Knight Pickering coming out of the game, replaced by Dylan Borzak. So that is a like-for-like, forward-for-forward, Borzak on for Pickering. But to me, what catches the eye is bringing off Lapa, an attacking midfielder, and replacing him with Carson Baum Stieg. We'll see exactly how Memphis lines up, but maybe they have their mind on trying to keep this at 1-1 and forcing penalties. I think that's exactly what Memphis has to do. And something to keep in mind as well is Louisville City does get an extra sub here, an extra time. So they get a sixth sub. They've only used four. But they get a sixth sub and they get an extra window. So Danny Cruz could potentially make two changes in that window to be able to utilize all the subs. I wonder if he's going to hold on to it to see maybe if there are players on the bench that are more suited for penalty kicks than players that could be out on the field because that's something that the coaches are going to have to start to think about if this game stays one-to-one. Those substitutions, by the way, for Memphis brought to you by Fortna. We're in the 98th minute of this game, eight minutes gone of the 30 in extra time, and it still remains deadlocked at one goal apiece between Louisville and Memphis in this conference quarterfinal. It's a foul against Louisville City, giving Memphis a free kick just a yard into the attacking half on the near side, the left for them. On the inside left, Malloy will take it. He'll switch fields high into the air to the far sideline. It's knocked back by Memphis to Cariaga. The midfielder, Cariaga, swings up to the back line to Turchi. Turchi to Smith, center back to center back. Louisville sitting back 10 yards away from the ball right now. Turchi with it as Maris comes into the picture. All the way back it goes to Sanchez in the D of the Memphis box. Now to the right center back, Smith. Under some pressure, he heaves it long into the attacking half of the substitute Borzak, headed wide right to a Memphis player. That's Jeremy Kelly, I believe. Matter of fact, that's Aiden McFadden. Now Cariaga, wide right, that's Kelly. Now Cariaga again. He swings it from the right side to the left. Intercepted in the air by Manny Perez, but his header finds Memphis. Kishidu 
Now Kelly, middle of the field, 30 yards away. Wide right is McFadden. Opportunity to cross. He's in the box. Aiden McFadden with it, defended by Sharpie. Still McFadden. His cross blocked down by Sharpie. It goes behind. It's going to be a Memphis corner kick from the far side, the right. This is only Memphis's third corner kick of the match, and the first two have been pretty dangerous, and Louisville City has had trouble with being able to clear it away to safety. They might win the first ball, but it doesn't go completely to safety. So Memphis has to be feeling pretty good about getting this set piece at this point in the match to see if they can get that go-ahead goal. Got five and a half minutes to go before a brief intermission in between two 15-minute periods here in overtime. It'll be a corner from the far side, the right for Memphis, an outswinger off the right foot of Aaron Malloy. He stands over it, wearing the captain's armband now after Paul went to the bench. Here it comes, into the air, into the six-yard box, headed away by Manny Perez of Louisville City, all the way to the far sideline near the midway line where Cariaga retrieves it for Memphis, one of the last couple of guys back. Cariaga drops it off to Akeem Ward, the fullback, who is the last man back. He's under pressure from Harris, keeps his footing really well, Ward, as Harris came in with a challenge and gets the pass off to Cariaga. Wide right it goes to Malloy. Malloy drives the ball to Borzak at the top of the box, but he's hustled away from it by McCabe, and then Louisville heaves it long towards Harris. Cariaga up for the header. His header into the middle of the field where it's won by Gibson. Maris with a touch over his shoulder. Knocked away from him by Memphis. Kelly through to Borzak. Here's Borzak in the box. Takes a shot. It's off the post. Ricochets out of the area. Still with Memphis to Malloy. 40 yards away as Louisville recovers defensively and gets behind the ball. Wide right it goes to Borzak who hit that one off the post. Borzak into the box and it goes behind and it's going to be a corner kick for Memphis from the far sideline and we've just gotten an update from the other game we've got our eye on and Detroit right now is pulling off an upset over Pittsburgh one to nothing so if Louisville can win and that score holds we're playing soccer at Lynn Family Stadium next weekend but a long time to go in this game Louisville gonna make a couple of substitutions in a moment but back to that shot from Borzak Casey yeah I mean he ripped that one off the post and I think Zimla really fortunate because it deflects off of his back and goes away from goal instead of ending up in the back of the net oh what a save from Zimla on the Memphis corner Malloy served it into the box. The header was down into the turf. It took a bounce off to the off the turf, and Zimla at full stretch had to punch it over his bar. As we get a look at it here, the header came in from Smith, the center back. He headed it down into the turf. It bounced high into the air, nearly into the under the bar, and Zimla had to make a save. Here's another corner. Knocked out of the area by Louisville City. It'll fall to Dylan Maris and Louisville trying to break now. Maris wide left to Gibson. Through it goes from Gibson looking for Jorge Gonzalez, but Ward slides in to clear it away. And were it not for the left post and the left hand of Oliver Zimla, Louisville City would be behind right now, Casey. Well, I'll say if there's any question about who should be man of the match, 100% it has to be Oliver Zimla. Louisville going to make two substitutions here in the 102nd minutes. Oscar Jimenez is going to come in for Jorge Gonzalez. So that is a fullback on for an attacking player. And then the other substitution, it's going to be Martin Powells coming in for Brian Ownby, who's put in, put in a hard-working shift tonight. He's been the main target for Louisville City. He's had to chase a lot of balls. And he jogs off the field gingerly, looking pretty tired for Ownby. Powell's on for Ownby at six foot seven. Can he use his height to make a difference here in a game that's being played a lot in the air? That's the big question. Those two subs in a 1-1 game in the 103rd minute brought to you by Fortna. Well, I wonder now if Danny Cruz is going to go to his three-back system and have um, 
and have Oscar Jimenez and Manny Perez be kind of the outside backs. Or we got to remember, Manny Perez used to be a forward. So maybe he's going to push up a little bit higher and Oscar Jimenez is going to fill into his space. Interested to see kind of how they, they play out here in these final few minutes. Ball over the top for Memphis after Louisville's throw was given away. Borzak with it wide right of the box. He's got a runner in the middle. He plays it to into the middle. Tosh clears away for Louisville City. Carriaga brings it down for Memphis on that clearance and the attack will continue here. We've got two minutes to go before the intermission in this first period of extra time in a 1-1 game. Memphis with with their left back Ward at the midway line. Into the center circle, Malloy plays it to the right side, all the way over to McFadden, the right back. He's 20 yards into the attacking half, now holds up his run. Wide right it goes. Now back to Carriaga in the midfield. He swings it into the center circle, Turchi in the defensive half. Turchi, a ball high into the air, looking for that Wide right runner. It's cleared out by Louisville City, but picked up by Malloy on the clearance. Malloy 25 yards away. Into a teammate to the right side of the box for Memphis. Back it goes to McFadden. McFadden going to put in a cross. A decent one. Flicked on. Header from Vom Stieg. And he can't quite get it on target. Ultimately, Zimla scrambling to his right. Didn't have to make a save. It ultimately is about 10 yards wide and bounces behind for a Louisville City goal kick. And it does look like Louisville City has switched to that three-back system, pushing Manny Perez a little bit higher up the field in offense, and Oscar Jimenez a little bit higher up the field offensively, but dropping back when they look defensively, they will be in a five-back is what it's going to look like when they're in the defensive shape. Zimla will take this goal kick. we got a minute to go, and there will be a little bit of stoppage time, but in these situations, typically it's not very much. The goal kick hit long, knocked down, exchange of possession. Sharpie comes down with the ball, then he steps on it, gives it up to Memphis with Kisyadu. Through it goes to Kelly. Kelly in the attacking half, steps around Amara's challenge. Still Kelly, plays it through to Vom Stieg, who is playing as a center forward. I mentioned the center back coming on. He's playing as a center forward, and he couldn't get his touch right, and it bounces off of his foot into the feet of Oliver Zimla. And I beg your pardon, that is not Vom Stieg. That is Emerson Hindman who's coming to the game. He's a midfield option, playing well high for Memphis, high up the field. And so he is the man in the game wearing the number four. It's Emerson Hindman for Memphis. We are into the 105th, 106th minute now. More stoppage time presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. One minute of stoppage time added to this first period of extra time here in Memphis, Tennessee in this playoff game in a 1-1 game. Memphis on a long ball. Knocks it down to Kishudu. He's driving down the inside left. Wide left it goes to Akeem Ward. Can Memphis try and steal something right now? Right before an intermission. They can't as Louisville clears it away. Malloy tracks it down into the defensive half. Now to Turchi, the center back, being chased by Harris. Powell's now chasing the ball as it goes to Smith, all the way back to the goalkeeper, Sanchez. And there's surely just a couple of seconds left before the referee blows his whistle. Turchi, a long ball off his left foot down the inside left. Borzak, though, is going to get there, and he's onside. Wide left, defended by Sharpie. Still Borzak. Gives it up to Ward on the inside left. Ward back to Malloy. Louisville gets back defensively. Malloy has to spin around a couple of times to keep possession. Switches fields on a long ball in the air to the far sideline. Headed by McFadden, looking for Kelly. Cleared away by Adams. Secondary header from Powell, or Maris rather. Powell holds it up well. Drops it off back to Gibson. Surely now the referee looking at his watch as it goes all the way back to, the, to Zimla. In goal for Louisville. Wide right it goes to Sharpie. On the ground to the midway line to Manny Perez. And there's the whistle. And so we will head to a timeout. Let's take a quick break. If Spence is over, there he is. Let's take a timeout. It's 1-1. 15 minutes to go and potentially penalties to come after that. It's Memphis against Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. 
because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Welcome back. We got 15 minutes to go and maybe penalty kicks to come after that if we can't find a goal in the next 15 minutes. Louisville City and Memphis 901 deadlocked in this playoff opener in Memphis, Tennessee at AutoZone Park. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside, and we're back underway. Nine seconds, ten seconds gone in the second period of extra time. Louisville City now moving from right to left. We'll switch ends once again. Memphis moving from left to right. It's been a back-and-forth game. Memphis hit the post and forced a save from Zimla in the last 15 minutes. What does this 15 have in store? It's Memphis with possession in the attacking half, the Louisville defensive half. Wide left with Kisyadu. Back it goes to Malloy. Into the inside left with Kariaga, and he goes all the way back to the back line with Smith, or Turchi, and now Smith. Now it's McFadden, the right back, coming back forward. Into the attacking half once again to Jeremy Kelly. Louisville doing a good job keeping their shape defensively. Louisville, uh, Memphis rather, just knocking the ball around the periphery of this Louisville defensive formation. Anytime they get into the Louisville half, they immediately retreat back to the defensive half. Here they do get into the Louisville half with Carriaga. McFadden on the near sideline. Back it goes to Kelly. And they have to retreat all the way back into the defensive half to Smith. Good early defensive formation here for Louisville City as they try and Avoid giving up a goal. They conceded 30 seconds into the game. That's 103 minutes ago, 106 minutes ago now, in fact, in game time. And then they tied the game in the 19th minute. Memphis still with the ball with McFadden into the attacking half by about five yards. He's going to clip a ball over the top down the middle to Borzak. Was he onside? He was, but his header is ultimately won by a Louisville City player, but they can't do anything with it. Mayers has to go to the ground to try and hit the pass forward. It's out of play off of his foot. 
And it's a Memphis throw on the near side at the right. And Louisville City perfectly content with sitting in their defensive shape. I just hope that when they do turn Memphis over, that they can transition quickly to their offense to see if they can then release Wilson Harris or Martin Powell's offensively. Powell's chasing the ball as Memphis has it along their back line. They go back to Sanchez, their goalkeeper. He has to heave it long down the middle. It's going to check up on the turf one time. Kiss you do had a shot at it, but it's headed in front of him by Sharpie back to the feet of Oliver Zimla. And Memphis made a substitution during that break, and they did bring on the player. I thought they did earlier. Carson Vom Stieg, and he is going to play as a center back. He's replacing Lucas Turchi along the back line. So Vom Stieg is along the back line now for Memphis. Turchi is out of the game for Memphis. Emerson Hindman was the substitute that came in earlier in the game in the attacking end. That most recent sub, which came at intermission, brought to you by Fortna. And we're going to have a foul here against Louisville, giving Memphis a free kick in their defensive half toward the inside right, just about four or five yards shy of the midway line. And in these, this situation where it's that second period of extra time is really where you have to make sure that you stay locked in because a lot of times players can start to look ahead to those penalty kicks, and that's when the other team is able to get a kind of cheap goal there, and here is a great opportunity for Memphis. Yeah, they sent it long from the initial free kick and won another free kick on a Louisville foul. This one just outside of the box. Niall McCabe visibly frustrated with the call, wearing the captain's armband now for Louisville City after Del Piccolo went to the bench. This free kick for Memphis will be on the inside right just at the top of the box. And a couple of players standing over it, Malloy and Carriaga, with six players to aim at in the box, in black for Memphis. A goal here might be the winner. Plenty of time to go, but we've not had a goal for a long, long time now. And a goal right now might win it. Carriaga, a left-footed option. Malloy, a right-footed option. Three-man wall for Louisville City standing in the way. Carriaga approaches. It's going to be him. He goes for goal, and it's off the wall, and it'll spin out of play. Past the near sideline for a Memphis throw. Carriaga, the aggressive youngster who scored twice in six games in the regular season, had his name in the headlines there but couldn't quite pull it off. Well, it was a tough angle for a shot as well. It's I think it would have done better for Malloy to send the ball in for a service and have the, the players challenge the ball in the air, especially given how successful they've been so far on some of their services and how close they've gotten to scoring. But you got to appreciate the ambition. Memphis setting up for a long throw here, it looks like. It's going to be McFadden on the near side. He stood there for a few seconds as they've gotten themselves organized. He has a long run-up and chucks it into the box. Here it is. Flicked on the header. Falls to Kelly. Uh, Jimenez is there for Louisville City. Collision between Jimenez and McFadden. Both go down. No foul called. And it's cleared away by Louisville. Up to Harris. He touches it back to Gibson. He clips it over the top. Jimenez giving chase. Powell's up there as well. Malloy goes back to the goalkeeper, Sanchez, as Powell chases it all the way back, and Sanchez clears it upfield. Back and forth, a tennis match game right now. It feels like long ball after long ball, one to the other. Just a physical battle. Who wants to win the second ball more? That's been the question all night. Louisville wins the second ball here, but they can't do anything with it. But then Memphis, in turn, can't, can't do anything with their possession, and Louisville clears it up ahead with Gibson. Now Manny Perez, he does really well. Clips it into the box to the back post. Oh, he couldn't quite find that back post runner Harris. It bounced in the turf and into the chest of the goalkeeper Sanchez. Sanchez rolls it forward. Memphis streaming forward here trying to grab a goal. Kiss you do on the left side. 
defended by Gibson just outside of the box on the left. The Louisville box, that is. Louisville defending here. Kiss you do on the far sideline. Still with it with his back to Gibson. He plays it into the middle to Malloy. They'll switch fields here. Malloy to the right side to Graham Smith. Now Smith to Vom Stieg, the center back substitute who checked in a moment ago. Now to Ward, the left back. A bounce off of his foot, an awkward one, and Louisville steps in to win it. Here they come forward with Manny Perez. He plays it through. Can Powell's get there? Not quite. Sanchez read it well, sprinted off of his line, and slid in to collect the ball. Both keepers have been so good at being active off their line and staying engaged in the game, even when they haven't faced the number of shots that maybe they have in other matches because it's been a pretty low shooting game. But both goalkeepers staying really engaged and helping their team out when they need them the most. Along the back line for Memphis, just outside of their box, is Smith. Smith now to Vom Stieg. Powell's jogging for pressure all the way back to Sanchez. He's standing at the penalty spot in his box. As Casey pulls her microphone off, this has happened a time or two this year. Uh, Memphis hits it long. It's out of play. It's going to be a throw to Louisville City on the on the near side, the left, at the midway line. 112 minutes have been played in this game. 12 of those, I beg your pardon, 22 of those in extra time. And the throw knocked out for another throw for Louisville. Jimenez takes it into Harris. Can Louisville find a winner here? Wide left McCabe. Just outside of the box on the left side. On the overlap is Jimenez. He knocks it off of McFadden behind. And it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner. And by the way, the other game has gone final. Detroit upset Pittsburgh. One to nothing. So if Louisville City wins... They've got a home game next weekend in Butchertown at Lynn Family Stadium. That's the biggest upset of the playoffs, by the way. Pittsburgh, the regular season champs in the USL, the number one overall seed, and they were turned down in the opening playoff game. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner from McCabe into the six-yard box. It's loose in the six-yard box and then cleared out by Memphis. It'll come to Gibson for Louisville City. He heads it wide right where Manny Perez brings it down. Manny dribbling in, drops it off backward here to a teammate. Now further backward it goes to Gibson in the center circle. Jimenez left of the center circle. Borzak comes in with a challenge. Jimenez discards it. Picks the pass out trying to play it to the far right side. Headed away by Memphis. Picked up by Tosh. Tosh with it. Back wide right to Manny Perez. Maybe an opportunity to cross. He dribbles toward the inline. Sliding challenge comes in from Ward and a really good one. He just takes the ball right away from Manny Perez. Hits it long into the attacking half. A one-on-one race between Gibson and Borzak. Gibson gets between Borzak and the ball and he touches it back to Zimla and Louisville will continue with possession here. Really good work there from Tyler Gibson. Excellent work from Tyler Gibson. We talk about how we don't really talk about him that much but Tosh had stayed forward on that attack and so that space was open and Gibson does so well with filling in the gaps and filling in the spaces of the players that are maybe out of position and he just does it seamlessly and there he times that challenge perfectly. Six and a half minutes to go in the minimum 30. We'll have stoppage time to come in this 1-1 game. Back and forth game. It's just been, it's not been the prettiest soccer. We've said it a hundred times tonight. It's not been the most attractive, silky, smooth play. But in a playoff game, what else do you expect, especially down in Memphis, Tennessee? We're going to have a substitution here for Memphis after a foul goes against Memphis. It'll be a Louisville City fifth-third free kick just outside of their box on the right side. And for Memphis, it's going to be a defensive-minded one as Akeem Ward comes out of the game and Jelani Peters, a 6-5 center back, comes into the game. And I would imagine if Memphis wins a free kick or has a corner kick or wants to send numbers forward, he might well be an aerial threat 
for Memphis. That substitution, Peters on, Ward off, brought to you by Fortna with five and a half minutes to go before we head to penalties. Fifth third free kick from Zimla. It's a long down the middle. Can Maris get it? He can't. Cleared away by Memphis. Malloy clears it further away. It'll bounce one time near midfield and go out past the far sideline for a Louisville throw with five minutes to go almost exactly in this extra period of play. Louisville City really trying to push the pace here and see if they can get something going forward. But they have to make sure that as they do that, that they're still staying consistent in their possession, that they aren't making silly mistakes. They aren't committing too many numbers forward because Memphis has shown time and time again that they just need one ball over top and Borzak's going to be able to run onto it. It'll fall to Peters, the substitute. He plays it on the ground to kiss you do into the attacking half. Memphis trying to win it right here. And Louisville trying to do the same. I mean, it could be anybody's goal right now. There's really not much flow to the game, not much possession, unless it's along the back line for either team. Anytime it gets into the midfield, it's so congested because this is such a small field. It is smaller than your typical soccer field, both in width and in length. So when you get in the middle, there's a lot of guys surrounding the ball. Makes it a difficult place to play, but also a difficult place for Memphis to try and play uh, any kind of effective attacking soccer. Here's a physical challenge as Heinemann wins it. Kiss you do into the box on the end line in the attack for Memphis. His cross blocked high into the air and behind. It's going to be a Memphis corner. And, Casey, you thought there should have been a foul there a moment ago. Yeah, I think there should have been a foul. There was a nice slide tackle. And then as the Lucity player, I believe it was Niall McKay, was trying to get up, it looked like the Memphis player just kind of pushed him down and pulled him um, a little bit. So I think it was a foul. Niall McKay really needs to be careful here because I'm pretty sure that he just got awarded a yellow card. And the last thing that Louisville City needs is to be in this situation to go down a man and especially lose Niall McCabe with penalty kicks um, on the horizon. It's going to be Aaron Malloy to take the corner and in-swinger off his right. Here it comes in into the air toward the back post up for the 6-5 Peters his header though not on target it'll go all the way wide right and bounce past the near sideline it was a Louisville City player that won that ball in the air over the 6-5 Peters and it's out for a Memphis throw still in the Louisville defensive half Louisville trying to see this out right now they would be the team that would be happier to get to penalties Memphis has been denied in extra time by a shot off the post and by a save from Oliver Zimla in the first period They're knocking on the door right now. McFadden setting up for a long throw once again from the right side. Here it is, into the air, in toward the six-yard box. Adams, the header for Louisville, high into the air. Maris knocks it down. Carriaga heads it into the box, a header from Gibson. Maris brings it down. It's loose on the ground, a collision between Smith and Gibson, and finally Adams able to clear it out of the box, but still with Memphis. McFadden wide right. Now Kelly wide right. Back to McFadden, clips it through to uh, Carriaga. On the end line, Gibson with a touch. He goes down. It's a foul. And it'll be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. Carriaga maybe deserves a booking here as he hit the ball into the advertising boards and he has shown a world of beer yellow card. Frustrations boiling over for both teams. Samuel Carriaga, the youngster, thought that maybe he was a little hard done by, but a foul called against him, and it's going to be a Louisville fifth-third free kick to get them out of trouble and clear their lines. He was just completely outsmarted by Gibson here. It's absolutely beautiful play from Tyler Gibson, again defensively, feeling that contact, understanding that Carriaga's coming in completely recklessly and uncontrolled, and Gibson just kind of beautifully touches it away and then draws the contact perfectly to get this foul. It is really, really nicely done from Tyler Gibson. Just under two minutes to go. We will have a moment at least of stoppage time before we go to penalty kicks. It stays at 1-1. The fifth-third free kick hit long by Zemla into the Memphis half. A battle for possession. Jimenez a header. Carriaga a header. 
That one out of play. It's going to be a Louisville throw on the near side, the left, near the midway line. Jimenez will take it with a minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time. Can Louisville find some way to pull off a goal here late on and surely win it and win themselves a home playoff game? Jimenez down the near sideline toward Powell's, cleared away by Smith, high into the air. McCabe wins the header, still in the Memphis half, brought down by Harris. Harris with the ball at his feet, tried to play it through to Powell's. It's cleared out by Carriaga. A Louisville throw on the near side, the left in the attacking final third. Into Harris, back to Oscar Jimenez, right-footed cross, a decent one into the six-yard box. Cleared out by Memphis, Carriaga clears it further upfield to Kishidu. And Kishidu will try and carry it forward, but a touch from him let Sharpie step in to win the ball for Louisville. Sharpie turns and hits it down the far sideline. It's out of play. It's going to be a Memphis throw on the far side, the left, with 35 seconds to go, plus stoppage time before we go to penalty kicks. In this game, you can feel the players seeing if they can get that final push, the final play going forward, because you know that at that point, at this point in the match, if the ball ends up in the back of the net, it is the game-winning goal. Memphis with it now. Heinemann. Gives it up to Vom Stieg. He clips it forward. No one on the end of it but Jimenez for Louisville, who heads it back into the arms of Zimla. Ten seconds to go, plus stoppage time. Zimla waving his teammates forward. They've got to be exhausted. This has been an exhausting game. Zimla the long punt into the attacking half. Jimenez flicks on the header. Powell's brings it down. Martin Powell's inside left to Maris. Back to Powell's in the box. It's a chance for Powell's. He tried to play it through to Harris, and it's cleared away by Memphis. Martin Powell's surely should have tried to score there. Instead, he was unselfish, tried to set it up. For Wilson Harris, Memphis coming forward. We're into Louisville, uh, Muhammad Ali International Airport stoppage time, which is brought to you. Uh, I can't. I, my brain is completely I'll, frazzled. I'll let you take you a minute it. because that was such a poor decision there from Martin Powell's. I don't know what in the world he is doing. I want to stop this game and go shake him and say, what are you doing? You were wide open. Just pass it in the back of the net. Why are you trying to be unselfish there? In defense of me, the airport name is a mouthful. The Louisville <laughs> Muhammad Ali International Airport stoppage time one minute we've got 15 of those seconds to go here comes louisville forward with manny perez wide righty swung it into the box cleared away by memphis now kiss you do with it he drives it down the middle long no one on the end of it and zimlo will likely watch it roll past his in line we've had the minute and surely this is it surely the referee's going to blow his whistle as soon as zimla puts this ball back in play and we're going to head to penalty kicks one one remains our score zimla places the ball and the referee has blown the whistle. We go to penalty kicks. Louisville City and Memphis deadlocked at one. They can't find a winner. Let's take a timeout, and we'll come back with the thrilling finish. Again, the full-time score, Memphis 1, Louisville 1, here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today.
Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back. We're going to penalty kicks. Louisville City against Memphis 901 in this Eastern Conference quarterfinal on a wild night of USL playoff soccer. We've already had the biggest upset we could. Detroit beating Pittsburgh one to nothing. That sets up Louisville City with a home playoff game next weekend if they can come out of this penalty kick shootout victorious. And elsewhere in the Eastern Conference, Birmingham is up on the number two seed, Tampa Bay, right now, two to nothing late on with about 15 minutes to go in that game. So, Casey Whitfield, the stars are aligning for Louisville to make a run in this postseason, but they got to survive this penalty kick shootout right now at AutoZone Park in Memphis, Tennessee on Beale Street. Anxiety ridden stuff happening. I always hate that games have to be decided from kicks from the mark because it doesn't always reflect the way that the game has been played. But I do think that in this match, it was such a back and forth game that really it was anyone's match and anyone could have won at any given moment. So, I mean, it is kind of a fair ending to this game and kind of expected with how it was going. Uh, but a lot of confidence in Oliver Zemla. I think he's been absolutely incredible this today and throughout this season for Louisville City. And it's going to be Louisville City to take the opening penalty kick. And who else would you expect? It's Sean Tosh. He was 3-for-3 on penalty attempts this year. He's the only Louisville player to have a penalty kick in the regular season. Memphis, as a team, they had several players attempt penalty kicks. They were 4-for-6 on the year. And again, Richard Sanchez is the goalkeeper for Memphis, playing in just his third game with this club after playing 14 times for Hartford earlier in the year. He has faced four penalties. All four have been scored against him this season. All four of those came with Hartford. So Louisville with the opening PK. It's Sean Tosh, a right-footed player against Richard Sanchez, who stands on the goal line at 6-2, a good-sized goalkeeper. Referee has everybody placed. Here's Tosh's approach, and Sean Tosh scores to the goalkeeper's right. Sanchez guessed the correct way, might have even gotten a fingertip to it, 
but Sean Tosh expertly puts it into the bottom corner, and Louisville has a goal advantage in the shootout. And Sean Tosh now perfect on his last six penalties, which is absolutely incredible. He's really good at it in that he is able to change which way he is going based on which way the keeper goes there, though Sanchez guessed right and, and Tosh did just enough to be able to push it perfectly into the corner kick. That's exactly how you want to start your penalty kicks, is with a goal, with a great goal, and starting off on the right foot. And now Oliver Zimla, the rookie for Louisville City. Boy, oh boy, could he put his name in the in the club folklore with a save or two here against Emerson Heinemann, a player with immense pedigree. Heinemann approaches. Heinemann drives it into the bottom corner past Zimla's fingertips. An almost identical penalty to the one Tosh scored just a moment ago. And we're even after the first round of penalties. Two really well-taken PKs. Yeah, those were absolutely perfect. Unsavable penalty kicks uh, as a player. That is where you're aiming for. That's what you're going for. So you couldn't ask any more from a player standpoint. And the goalkeepers, there's nothing they can do there. Uh, so really, really good penalty kicks to start off this uh, penalty kick shootout. Louisville City is going to bring up Wilson Harris. He scored nine times this year in the regular season. Scored 15 times last year in his first season with Louisville City. He's been the leading goal scorer each of the last two years with those totals. He has this penalty kick here. A left-footed player. He's lining up directly in front of the ball. So perhaps Sanchez might not know which way he's going to go. Harris with a long run-up as well of about six or seven yards. Standing over the ball, runs his fingers through his hair as the referee comes back into the picture to adjust or to to take his position in the penalty area. Puts the whistle to his mouth and gives the go-ahead. Here comes Wilson Harris. He's going to take it with his right, in fact. And Harris puts it past Sanchez, who dove the wrong way. And Louisville is two for two in this shootout. Harris... I thought he was left-footed. I guess I'm wrong. Scored with his right there. He's able to just change it up. And again, another perfect penalty kick. That straight lineup really makes it difficult for the keeper to judge. And also, with how far out Harris went on his penalty kick, a lot of goalkeepers anticipate that you're going to put power on it and go to the to the goalkeeper's right, but there Harris just simply passed it, and he is also perfect on his last six penalty kicks. You know, if memory serves now, Wilson Harris certainly right-footed. That was just, you know, it's been an exhausting game. It's going to be Aaron Malloy here for Memphis to try and keep Memphis level in this penalty shootout. Malloy one-on-one with Zimla, a right-footed player, Malloy, and he drives it into the back corner. Zimla really couldn't didn't have a chance at that one because Malloy hit it with such pace it was past Zimla before he reacted smashed it in Aaron Malloy did and through two rounds we are even two p uh, two penalties apiece for Memphis and Louisville City yeah, and that's one way to do it is to just put so much power behind it that you don't allow the goalkeeper even an opportunity now it's going to be Dylan Maris for Louisville City. His first year with Lou City after joining from El Paso last year. Former University of Louisville Cardinal was a member of their national runner-up team several years back. He's back in his adopted hometown, an Indiana native, and he has a huge opportunity here to keep Louisville City perfect from the penalty spot in this shootout. Sanchez on the goal line. Maris approaches, and Dylan Maris calmly Puts it in the back of the net. Sanchez guessed the wrong way, dove to his left, and Maris put it in the bottom right corner from the goalkeeper's perspective. And again, another perfect penalty kick there. He does so well there just to stay so calm and cool as he is approaching the ball and just simply passes it into the back of the net. Really a great penalty kick there from Dylan Maris. 
Now it's going to be Graham Smith for Memphis, a center back. On the year, you can't imagine Smith has taken too many penalties. In fact, he's not taken a single one. So his first penalty of the season coming in a pressure-packed moment. Can he keep Memphis even? Here's his approach. Takes a hop, skip, and a jump. Zimla got a piece, but it goes past him into the back of the net. Zimla guessed the right way and got a touch to it, but it just squirmed under the Louisville goalkeeper. And Smith celebrates as he jogs back to his jogs back to his teammates through three rounds. Still all even. Both teams have converted all three of their penalties. So frustrating from a goalkeeping standpoint. And I think Zimla really should have had that one. I think he's going to be kicking himself for that one because he does dive the right way. He gets a piece on it and it kind of slides underneath him. So just a really unfortunate play there for Oliver Zimla and a lucky break there for Graham Smith. And for Louisville City now, they turn to Niall McCabe off the bench in this game, wearing the captain's armband now, Mr. Lou City. He's the only original never to have left the team. Can he put his team back in front in this penalty shootout? Here's his approach. McCabe puts it into the top corner. Another expertly taken penalty. Sanchez guessed the wrong way, dove to his left once again. And McCabe put it in the top right corner from the goalkeeper's perspective. Louisville is 4 for 4 on penalties in this shootout. McCabe making me very nervous there as he tries to go high on that penalty kick, but it is nicely taken. A high penalty kick is a risky penalty kick, though, because there is not a whole lot of room for error if you are looking to go high. It also sometimes is easier for the goalkeepers to dive and save it, but McCabe hits that one beautifully. Now Samuel Carriaga, the Argentinian youngster that came into the game, 21 years of age, a left-footed player, one-on-one with Zimla, who's bouncing up and down on the goal line. Here's Carriaga, and he smashes it through. Zimla guessed the right way, but wasn't going to catch up to it. Carriaga absolutely whipped that ball into the back of the net, and it is 4-4 heading into this fifth penalty. Again, best of five, so if either team misses and the other converts, that would be it. Oliver Zemla, though, has done really well with guessing the right way. I think he's just going to feel a little frustrated maybe at himself that he wasn't able to get um, a fingertip to push it away or get enough power behind it to to get it um, not in the back of the net, clearly. Um, But he's done very well with the penalty kick so far. Another Louisville City veteran stepping up now. Oscar Jimenez, who scored a late winner this season against Oakland. Can he give Louisville City another advantage in this shootout? A long run up. He's standing in the D of the penalty area. Sanchez making himself big. Arms extended to either side. Here comes Oscar Jimenez. Here's his approach. A stutter step, and he puts it past Sanchez. Another terrific penalty. Drove it in the air over Sanchez, who guessed the right way. And Louisville has gone 5-for-5, and now all the pressure is on Aiden McFadden. If he misses, or if Oliver Zimla denies him, Louisville will advance to the next round to the Eastern Conference semifinals, and that game will be held at Lynn Family Stadium, all on the shoulders of Aiden McFadden right now for Memphis 901. Look, if you aren't nervous or stressed right now, then kudos to you, because my heart is (laughs) racing over here watching this. Um, It's a massive moment right now, a lot of pressure on Aiden McFadden, who in the last five penalties only taken one and he's gone to the goalkeeper's right uh, and he made that one but other than that he has not had a lot of experience with penalty kicks McFadden hands on his hips here's his approach and he missed it he missed it Louisville City advances 
Aiden McFadden put it wide. Oliver Zimla guessed the wrong way, but when he turned around from the ground, the ball was past the post and into the advertising boards. And Louisville City comes from behind on the day. They concede 30 seconds in. They tie the game in the 19th minute. They survive all the way to a penalty kick shootout. And we will see you next week at Lynn Family Stadium. I, I just have to say I absolutely hate that for Aiden McFadden to not get it on frame, to lose the game the way that they just did because he had a spectacular game and he was one of the players for Memphis that really was the main attacking player. And you see Paulo Del Piccolo going over and talking to him immediately, just talking about the leadership that Paulo has there. Um, but massive, massive moment right now for Louisville City to be able to come back from going down so early to fight this entire game. And actually his penalties, we see a replay of it. It hits off the outside of the post and the spin on it is really what took it away. I think if it's spinning the other way, it might end up in the back of the net, but the spin of the ball, excuse me, takes it in the other direction. Um, but massive moment for Louisville City, and we get to play at Lynn. How about that? So much we can talk about in the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show, which comes your way after this break. In penalties, Louisville City advances over Memphis on the road into the Eastern Conference semifinal, and thanks to an upset Detroit over Pittsburgh, they will face Detroit City next weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. The postgame show comes your way next. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
Oh, this post game is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The final score tonight brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. Technically, it finishes 1-1, and then Louisville City advances in penalties over Memphis 901 by a final tally of 5-4. And with that Louisville City win, you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location tomorrow to redeem your free small frosty. Be sure to show the club's social media post for redemption. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. Spencer Brown working extra hours as our producer here on ESPN 680 and 1057. What a game. Wasn't one that you're going to want to go back to rewatch. I think that is fair to say. Was not the most attractive soccer game for long stretches. Neither team was able to complete very many passes. It was ugly. But what did we say coming into the night? What did Danny Cruz say about this team all year? Sometimes you got to show up and have the mentality to do whatever it takes to win, do whatever it takes to advance in the playoffs. And after conceding a goal, 30 seconds in, Louisville City is able to find a way to come back, force the tie, survive 30 minutes of overtime, and their experienced players came through in the penalty shootout. And by virtue of an upset elsewhere in the bracket, Louisville City will be at home next weekend, taking on Detroit in the conference semifinals. I mean, good teams find a way to win. And I think that's exactly what happened tonight was Louisville City found a way to win this match. It wasn't pretty. It's definitely not one that I I don't even know if they could pull a whole lot of highlights even from. I think the highlight reel might only be a minute long if you don't include the penalties. Uh, But they, they found a way to win. They gritted it out. And they were able to secure a home playoff match which is absolutely incredible. And, I mean, the, the upsets that are happening throughout the, the league, the fact that Detroit beat Pittsburgh, who was, what, Eastern Conference champions, they were, they were, regular season champions? They were regular season yeah. champs for the whole league. For they the had, whole they were the number one overall seed. So there you go. So the fact that Detroit was able to upset them, and then another big upset that's in the making right now is Birmingham Legion is up 3-0 against Tampa Bay. Let me say that again. Birmingham Legion is up 3-0 against Tampa Bay. It is in the 88th minute right now. And so another just massive upset there. So the pathway is opening up for Louisville City. Uh, It couldn't be any better for them right now. They just now have to make sure that they show up each game and take care of business. Those are the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference that are going out tonight. Pittsburgh is over, and Tampa Bay, that game is about over, right? I mean, it's, it's in the 89th minute. 89th now, minute, so, and it's yeah. three nothing. It would take a miracle for them to win it. So those are the top two seeds. The only team remaining in the Eastern Conference bracket right now that is higher than Louisville City is Charleston, and the battery play tomorrow against Indy Eleven. So if Indy pulls off the upset, Louisville City could be at home all the way to the championship game, the USL Championship final. Yeah. Um, d- depending on how that game goes, the only place they would have to go is Charleston. Um, just a remarkable night in the Eastern Conference of the USL. And you can't say enough about the resilience of this Louisville City team. I mean, it's been the year that it's been. We opened the broadcast. I gave you a ton of numbers that show that this was, by a margin, the worst regular season Louisville City has ever had. Their fewest, uh, their most losses, their fewest goals, their most goals conceded, their lowest 
final standing in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, they had a negative goal differential for the first time ever. And yet that championship DNA, I think, showed itself tonight a little bit in this game. They maybe were a bit fortunate. They had a shot go off the post in the first period of extra time. Oliver Zimla had to make a really phenomenal save in quick succession after that shot was hit off the post. They survived. And then in the penalty kick shootout, I mean, all of the penalties for both teams up, and, up until Aiden McFadden's miss were all Almost perfect. I mean, you could not pick a single nit with any of them. But it ultimately, Aiden McFadden, a young player that was a terrific youngster within the Atlanta United system before coming over to Memphis, um, just got unlucky, put it off the post and, and wide. And, and Louisville City advances, and sometimes in soccer it's it's just that simple. Um, one player in a penalty kick shootout, all the pressure is on him, and he can't come through, and Louisville is the is the benefactor of that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like I said, I, I hate it for Aiden McFadden because I really think that he had a great game and was one of Memphis's best players on the evening. Um, so it's so unfortunate that one player has to make the mistake for the other team to win. And I think Louisville City came and took care of business extremely professional on their penalty kicks. I don't think we could have asked for any better penalty kicks in that situation. And so uh, overall, very, very pleased with um, how the, the professionalism that Louisville City showed. Let's take a time out. we still got to give you the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award winner. We will do that when we return and continue to break down just an incredible night in the opening night of the playoffs in the USL. Upsets aplenty, three of them in the Eastern Conference, and Louisville City now has a clear path to another Eastern Conference final and potentially back-to-back appearances in the USL Championship Final. We'll keep on discussing tonight's Victory over Memphis when we return on the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. 
for all the care along the way. Welcome back after Louisville City advanced over Memphis tonight in penalties. 1-1 was the final score. 5-4 was the tally in the penalty kick shootout. And from what we understand, because Pittsburgh fell to Detroit tonight elsewhere in USL Eastern Conference action, next week's Eastern Conference semifinal will be at Lynn Family Stadium, and it will be on Saturday night, either 7.30 or 8 o'clock preliminarily. Don't mark your calendar in ink. Maybe you do it in pencil so that you can adjust. But what we were told prior to the game tonight was that if Louisville somehow got a home playoff game next week, it would be at 7.30 or 8 o'clock on Saturday, October 28th. So pending further advice from Louisville City, I'm sure they will confirm that either tonight or tomorrow, some point very soon. That is what you're likely looking at next weekend. It'll be Louisville City against Detroit City. After a bunch of upsets across the Eastern Conference, Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. I don't think one was given out on Twitter. So, Casey, who do you want to give it to? Let's give it to somebody. I think really it should go to Oliver Zimla because there were so many times within that game that he came up with critical touches, critical pushes, critical moments where he came off of his line to keep Louisville City in the match that I think without the performance from him, I I don't think Louisville City would have won that match. I think Memphis would have won with some of the chances that they were able to create. Um, So I I really do think Oliver Zimla should be the man of the match. I couldn't agree more. And on a night where... Look, it wasn't uh, it wasn't attractive soccer being played out there. No. It was just a just a physical fight, a physical battle uh, between those two teams. Uh, goalkeeper always a worthy award winner, and that Tampa Bay Birmingham game has gone final. So the top two seeds in the East go out on the same night, and now Louisville City, not just the top two, three of the top four seeds go out on the same night because Louisville City defeated number four Memphis. Charleston, the only team above Louisville City in the standings, that remains alive, and they will play tomorrow night. Any final thought on what we saw tonight, Casey? Any final thought uh, heading into next weekend's playoff game at Lynn Family (laughs) Stadium against Detroit? I, I think overall it was it wasn't pretty soccer and Louisville City likes to play pretty soccer. That's just the way that they play. So to be able to come into an environment and we talked before the game, it seems like forever ago, about all the different excuses that could have come up about we're playing on a baseball field, it's more physical, we've had to travel, you know, just all the different excuses. Um, they kind of put all of that aside and they came out on the field and they fought. It didn't go their way majority of the game, I would say. I think Memphis had better chances, but they fought and they stayed in it. And then when it came time to put the game away, that's exactly what they did with the penalty kicks. So I think looking forward to next week where they're going to be able to be at home, they're going to be able to play their style of soccer a little bit more. Detroit's not an easy team whatsoever. It's going to be another physical game. That's the way Detroit likes to play. They are also a physical team. And so Louisville City needs to see if they can figure out ways to maybe possess the ball a little bit quicker, move the ball faster to avoid some of those challenges, and then be a little bit more creative offensively. I still just don't think the numbers were there offensively for Louisville City for them to be able to really make a huge run in the um, in the in the tournament. But I think overall they've they've done what they needed to do. We said off the top that after all the disappointment of the regular season, they can change the narrative around this year by making a run in these playoffs. They took a big step toward it tonight. Louisville City advances past Memphis on the road 
And again, as we've said, we will be at home next weekend as Louisville City hosts Detroit City FC. That'll do it for us tonight. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, our exemplary producer who put in extra hours this evening, I'm Jeff Milby. Don't forget Soccer City on Thursday night, 6 to 7 o'clock on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Myself and Benton Newman will have a ton, clearly, to talk about on Thursday, so do tune in for that heading up to that Eastern Conference semifinal next weekend. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. We will talk to you next week from Lynn Family Stadium. Kentucky has 80,000 miles of roadway. That's a lot of pavement. It's also a lot of looking out for your neighbor. Being a safe driver means yielding to pedestrians and cyclists, especially when turning, stopping for pedestrians at crosswalks, giving bikes safe distance, and always keeping your eyes on the road. Drive safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our Bold Barrel Reserve 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue.